Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Fez, since we haven't uh, really changed that opening since uh, the old NEW days, maybe we should go back to the old intro. The oh, old intro song. Get some uh, cow and chicken, some oddities rolling. Well, oddities, or even before that, we did that Tarantino thing off of uh, Kill Bill. We can totally that grab was, that. That was the original, right? right. Oh, before. yeah. Yep. We've gone a long time without adding production. Uh, the phone number for this show is 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm Ron Bennington. There's Fez Watley. Hi, yeah. There is uh, Shelby, the kid, Lynn. What's up? He says sup because, you know, he's edgy. He's kind of a skate punk, I guess, or a skater girl. You know what I mean? Is what they're called these days, skater girls. Hang out in Dogtown with the skater girls. I don't know all about Dogtown, but I thought that was 1979. They're bringing it back. <laughs> okay. D-Town. Uh, yesterday was, as Fez puts it, my Super Bowl. The Oscars. Uh, but Fez, I did watch the Oscars for you. You were pissed almost from Jump Street. Just from Jump Street, you started bitching and stayed bitching throughout the entire program. I hated that Oscars last night. I love an Oscar party. Right. Hated the Oscars last night. Oh my God, it's time for a new minority to host. We've had two years of gays and two years of really sloppy bad shows. Do you know that everybody's calling for Ellen back? Re that's yeah. how bad... MPH was that star. I don't know who MPH is. Neil Patrick Doozy, Doogie. <laughs> Neil Patrick Doogie Hauser. Okay, so Neil Patrick uh, Doogie Hauser, you were not fond of, and the hashtag Bring Back Ellen started very early <laughs> and started rolling. But what was the big problem with Dugo? You know, he's hosted the Tonys, he's hosted the Emmys. He starts the Oscars with another musical number, like he's done with those other shows. With those other shows. Those were at least comical musical numbers. This was a salute to moving pictures. Well, you know what it was? It was a salute last night to his magic. He started it with like doing the I'm, I'm my shadow, I'm dancing with my shadow, and then later his little fucking magic act. It was very magical. Yeah, the magic act just bombed so badly. And we're supposed to be like amazed that this envelope was in this locked bag inside this locked box all right. night. When we didn't see it for probably 99% of the time. Plus, it's a trick that we've seen every magician do before. Oh, I was It's a trick that you can buy. It's a store-bought trick. Now, 
I was humiliated for the gays. Now, here's how I've... Uh, your, head, your, your face just went in your hand. It was a disaster, Ron! Yeah, it was. It was not a good show. Uh, well, here's what I got from it last night. I feel like I like movies better than the people in Hollywood do. <laughs> I don't... I, this sounds crazy since we're on Raw Dog and everything, but what is this we've got to put down and shit on the thing that we're there to honor? It really is a night to honor excellence in the business, and perhaps, and I know this is crazy in a fucking post-Twitter world, but perhaps it's time for sincerity to make a comeback (laughs) and say, let's really like movies and feel good about the, the choices that we make and the people who work there. This whole thing about not taking yourself seriously works until you're a fucking clown. You know what I mean? And now you look like a bunch of clowns in a small car. Now you got to get back to acting like you care a little bit. Well, that goes back to Neil Patrick Harris hosting the few one-liners, or doogie bombs, I guess they're called. I didn't, they're not called that by anybody. They were so disrespectful. And, and, not, they were, and inappropriate is the better word. And not written by him. Somebody yeah. is handing him jokes. I mean, approved it with the hack joke that he did with the the English Martin Luther King. The whole thing was just not his tone, not his voice. So I had a feeling he does love Broadway. Mm-hmm. He grew up in TV and, you know, feels at home there. But let's face it, he's not a movie star and he's not Billy Crystal where he can make fun of something and at the same time come off like he's honoring it. Because that's what like Bob Hope had, Johnny Carson, Billy Crystal, and that's who they attempt to be. But this just got too... It was just too lowbrow of yeah, a night. Yeah, he had said on Kimmel earlier last week that, uh, you know, barbs are not his thing. He's not going... These people worked really hard. He's not there to hurt their feelings. And then, oh, God, it was just bad from there. Well, there was another thing that I also couldn't stand, and there was a a weird amount of what I'm going to call liberal preening, where, you know, let's clap for the gays, let's clap for the blacks, let's clap for the women. But no one is doing anything about it. It's almost like the liberal version of everyone at a football game clapping because uh, the kids found out at halftime that their dad was home. You're not really helping the vets. You know what I mean? By doing that, it's it's something you're doing instead of helping the vets. All that is is the last scene from Revenge of the Nerds, where everyone eventually starts chanting for the nerds once they're in a group, but there's nothing really any different about it. Thank you. That's where I was going. So here's my idea. What if next year we have a Quentin Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez... Or uh, an Ed Burns, somebody who maybe they're not going to be as quippy as funny, but understands film and really enjoys it. A student of the medium. Yes, somebody who thinks I would. If there's the a football game on, I'd rather be watching a movie. If there's a girl to chase, I'd rather be watching a movie. Somebody who's really cares. I would go so far as saying this. Jermaine Lassier may be uh, somebody that hosts the Oscars. 
Somebody who cares. All right, so there we got that. I think we're broke down with our snarky comic bit. I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone can do that correctly anymore. I would rather a couple of years of sincerity, and then you'll bring a comic back, and everyone will love it and say, oh, this is great. Ricky Gervais is having fun at this. Then it would look outrageous again. Yes. When you have Neil Patrick Harris trying to do Tina Fey, Amy Poehler type jokes, it doesn't work. He's not a comedian. Is he talented? I thought I thought that opening musical number about moving pictures oh, was so off key. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I I thought that just sounded like someone was running his uh, uh, throat down a sidewalk. I don't know. I am so mad at him for blowing this opportunity. I don't know if that's the metaphor that you were looking for, (laughs) running your throat down the sidewalk. I know it wasn't. But but you're upset. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We have to fix the Oscars. All right, now let's get to another thing that may feel too inside for us, and maybe we're too close to, but the not putting Joan Rivers name up as part of that. So let's let's even do away with the fact that she's a show business icon, that there there was a documentary based on her life, that she's directed a film herself, that she's acted in films. Forget all that. Which she invented the red carpet and she invented taking a three-hour show and turning it into a a six-and-a-half-an-hour show, which they now do on ABC Mm -hmm. at network numbers, right? So they now have... The network has just added all this stuff based on what she did. And let's face it, you owe her the way the NFL owes NFL Films a debt of gratitude. Like NFL Films with John Facenda doing the voiceover was a way to package and sell the NFL other than the game itself. They didn't know how to do that until it was pointed out to them. The entire fashion industry, the red carpet industry, the chance that you get to sell another 40, 50, 60 commercials is due all to Joan Rivers, which nobody would have brought up if you put her place card up for one second. You didn't, no, there was no clips. That thing didn't run long. As a matter of fact, for some reason, we had the girls singing even when the clips weren't up. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer- which I didn't understand at all. Yeah, it was... Were the, you going to call her Jennifer Lawrence and then stop yourself? I thought it was Jennifer Hudson, Hudson but then, I, then yeah. I started wondering if it, she sang something else. No, that was Jennifer Hudson. She just got thinner. It, the In Memoriam went really fast. First of all, there was total time to put one of those fake oil paintings uh, stills of Joan Rivers up, along with everyone else. All right, so uh, <laughs> Randy says this. I agree with you on the Joan Rivers, but the official rules is that you have to be a voting member of the Academy to be in the montage. Well, let me point this out. I understand that Joan Rivers isn't as important as a marketing director whose picture went up there. At some point during the show, you have a show hosted by a gay, I'm going to assume produced by gays, 
somebody should have said, don't we miss Joan Rivers? Put your hands together for Joan Rivers. Even if it wasn't part of the official montage. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Why these bastards didn't include her. Because they wanted to do their big thing. Like you mentioned earlier, act like we care. They wanted to do their big thing with Reese Witherspoon of ask, ask her more. Hashtag ask her more where we're going to ask more than who are you wearing? Who was the queen of who are you wearing? Who invented it? It's Joan, Joan Rivers. That was Joan. But let's face it. I put on Good Morning America this morning and it's still more fashion than it is film. It is still more. Didn't she look terrific? Oh, look at him. He's in a, you know, with the men, they have to act like they care and talk mm-hmm. about tailoring and piping. But it's bullshit. They don't care about the men. No, they don't care about Ask Her More either. They only care about the fashion. But they they took Joan out of there out of spite. I'm going to tell you something else. Maybe they should turn this thing around instead of a memorial and just say people in the Academy who died last year. Because... It's ridiculous. It's it's really. Uh, by the way, Elaine Stritch never made it to the Academy. I, I'm fucking amazed by that too. That's that's weird to think that, but and I'm not here. Good times <laughs> and bad times. I just felt embarrassed that this gay-run show with a gay host couldn't have spent one moment for a person who was there for gays when nobody was. Yeah, half a second. Half a second. It's, it, and then when you add, like, oh, this guy was an ex- executive and he came up with the movie poster for something 50 years ago, um, that's, you know what? That's just, oh, look at us. We're so filmy. We even know the people who did the movie posters yeah, 50 years ago. It's just showing off. Well, some of this I don't agree with you on, but I do feel like we're on the same side. Definitely. I'm a big fan of movie posters. Um Here's uh, John. John, you're on the Ron and Fez show. John in North Carolina. Buddies. Yeah. Hey, we've had Kong, comedians, actors. I think a great host next year would be uh, that guy Robert Osborne on Turner Classic Movies. He Robert really- Osborne actually loves movies. He yes, loves does. movies. Uh, Bill, Bill, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, I think uh, I like the way you're going with the directors. I think John Favreau would make a great host for the Oscars. He loves film. He's not going to be nominated, so we don't have to worry about that. And he can uh, he can be pretty funny. I think John Favreau would make a great host of the Oscars, as long as we're not asking him to do nineteen fucking stock jokes. Let's face it, Oscars don't even like comedy. They never put up comedians to win things. So why do they want a fucking comedian there playing the clown every year? I don't um, get it either. And also, everything is awesome. That was embarrassing. Everything is awesome was embarrassing? Well, I thought that the performance was. Well, you know, uh, I mean, those guys are like comedians. By the way, I'm going to uh, do their Unmasked tonight um, because they were in the powdered blue uh, tuxes with the capes. And I got to admit, that was pretty weird. That was pretty strange. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The best song category is kind of weird in itself. Like, they just have, like, really popular artists just, like, slide a song in that wasn't even on their album, really, most of the time. Well, there's there's 
rules to that that the song has to debut during that film that you they won't use a song that's been you know like an old Rolling Stones song you have to write it and it has to debut in that film so you're limited in what you could do there uh, but we all knew that the song that they were going to give it to was the song now is make us all feel good about the bridge in Selma. Well, even like the the like Coldplay, they didn't get nominated, but throughout the whole like Oscar process, they were trying to get nominated for a song for Unbroken, which there was like the only actual song, and then they just like threw it onto the credits, and it didn't even really match. It's, see, it's like I, a weird category. I, see, I will disagree, because I think sometimes there is a song that runs at the credit that you're leaving the theater and then makes you actually think that you like the movie more than you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you bounce out of a, uh, of a theater because of that. And that's... You know, that's that manipulation, that's movie magic, as they say, where you use something to uh, change it, uh, to just change your state. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Shelby, what's the number one important thing you think in filmmaking? Directing. Loyalty. Never forget that. It's loyalty. Fez, what do you think the number one? I'm going to go with loyalty. And that's because that's the type of dude that you are. That's the type of fucking... That's the way you can do, handle yourself. If you had a nickname, probably Jackboot. Really? Yeah. I'm going to try to get it going. I don't know if it will or not. <laughs> I'll just say to people around the hall, has anybody seen Jackboot? Like Jackboot? The gay guy with the big giant mustache? That's not wearing jackboots? How long are you going to let that mustache go on like this? Uh, it's like two and a half years old now. Yeah. But I really think it's plateaued. It's yeah, not yeah, getting any you, bigger. Yeah, you, you haven't grown in a while. That's that's a good point. Because uh, it used to amaze us, and now we just now we're just used to it. I could come back from a long weekend or a vacation, and it would look hugely different. And now it is just frozen in the winter. Now you're just fucking standard jackboot. That's all you are, standard jackboot. Just another jackboot. Hashtag jackboot, if maybe that'll work a little better for you. Hashtag jackboot. Uh, so we were pissed off about the Joan thing, but uh, the uh, the people are telling us that it's because she wasn't a member of the Academy, which this is all news to me, too. Mike, Myrtle Beach. Uh, yeah, the uh, the year Michael Jackson died, they put him up on the screen at the Academy Awards and did not put Fair Fawcett up, who was actually in a movie. See, here's the thing: we uh, we don't know who's been invited into the uh, Academy or not. I think if you win Academy Award, I know you're invited in. Maybe even if you're nominated, you're invited in. But no offense, it's not like the SAG Awards where you turn around and Jenny Hutt, her scene, her one scene of any movie she did, got cut and then she's not in it yeah but still allowed to help pick the winners yeah then she gets the screeners and she's picking winners which let's face it she's giving it to one of her six maids i think michael jackson got nominated for ben in like the 70s good call and then wait did you know that off the top of your head or did you look it up 
looked it up off the top of my head. All right, so then I need you to say this. I went to his wiki page and found out that he was nominated before. And by the way, that song, Ben, for singing about a rat, it's fucking amazing. It's got to be the best song about any rat in history. Even by rat. <laughs> Is that like a rat that'll sleep with boy rats and girl rats? By rats? <laughs> um... Doug, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, the biggest mistake last night was uh, the editing Oscar did not go to Boyhood. That made absolutely zero sense. I am telling you again, I like film better than, than the people at the Academy. I might have to do the Ronnie B Awards. The editing award went to Whiplash because you got a lot of cuts between the cymbals and the drum kit. Did you see uh, Whiplash? No, I haven't seen it. I want you to see it. So and I'm I'm going to ask for a special dispensation so I can tell yeah. you why. I'm going to say a word yeah. that you don't normally like, but I'm going to point it out to you. Okay. The word faggot comes up so much. Really? That it just had me going like this. Fuck, why aren't I seeing this with jackboot? Why is it jackboot here? Because I don't know what it is, but I love when you decide I'm pissed. And that's it. I hate this movie now. Oh, yeah, because then it went from the first F, uh, other F word flying, I would have been yeah. done. Even J.K. A, Simmons. Even if they're a bad guy? like. By the way, I, okay. believe that, I, I believe that he fucking um, improvised every one of those other F words. I don't think there was one out there. Who would put it in a script? Oh, no, not the... Uh, who was the gay kid who won the award? What did he win for? Uh, polio in a chair, like smart guy in a chair. Um, yeah, for or he went in for an imitation game. Let me see if I can find that. Maybe he went for imitation game because that's about a gay. Yeah, he was so young. Yeah, this guy, but he got up, and it was a very fucking moving speech where he said that he uh, tried to commit suicide when he was sixteen, but then he, you know. Instead, this is what I loved about it. Instead of doing the "it gets better" speech, he stole from the city of Austin and said, "Stay weird," which is perfect fucking uh, advice for anybody. Stay weird. Do not conform. Do not feel like you need to fucking fit in. You know. He was sweating out, waiting for his name to be called. Oh, Jesus. That's all you've seen is the sweat. I just gave you this beautiful gay story, something that you could have wrapped your arms around. Instead, you're back to the surface, paying attention to this guy's sweat glands. All right, since you're typing everything up, see how uh, young Mr. Graham Morris, because he seemed like a kid. Yeah, he talked about being 16. I think that was last summer. Only 33 years young. He looks half his age. I thought he was like 22 years old. Um, here's uh, Kanan. East Chester, Beast Chester. Uh, that's Grease Chester to you, Ronnie. Basically. All right, my man. Uh, David Ayer, director of Training Day, uh, the new Brad Pitt movie, Fury. Uh, I think that's that's the way to go. Uh, Look, I, I seriously think there should even be... A, one director or a series of directors that all night you just have these guys come out and talk. There is a uh, some kind of a director-director thing on El Rey TV right now with Robert Rodriguez. And it's fucking amazing. It's like a mass for directors. And I, 
I find myself going back to watch everybody's fucking films after seeing it because these guys are so deep in the movies. They love movies. The people at that show last night do not love movies. They're fucking insane. They're insane people. And Fez, I'm sorry that you didn't like Shiny, the boy gay, who came out. And what I thought did a really nice, you know, thing that no one's going to pick up on, but... Right, yeah, that'll be forgotten. Liberal preening. You know what? I might be going out on a limb here, but I like free speech and equality for everybody. And that's the nerds, the greasers. Um... Would you throw Chris Pine in there for standing and sobbing during some of the I, musical? It's a really good point. Was Chris Pine in that movie? I don't know if he appeared in Selma. Why is Captain Kirk... I mean, you're talking about a, a fucking shiny face with that gay kid. This Chris Pine just let himself go. Yeah. I mean, I I think he was having other problems. I think maybe that song made him think, hey, my dad's sick. You know the, what I mean? Like, no one's going to cry that hard from a song. The only thing I can think of is he plays a space captain in a, in a time where everyone's equal. There is no one looks at race or color or creed. And it moved him. Um, here's Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I think that's a great idea for the uh, Bennington Awards. I think you should really uh, get that going, or some of your staff should actually put some effort into it. There's only one person for that uh, gig, and that's Shelby Lynn. I'm, I'm, I'm going to rent out some sort of hotel but, banquet hall for that. But see, here's the thing. We're there's a it. lot of those shitty awards and people. Th there's only going to be one Oscars. We need to take over the Oscars. And I don't really... Uh, need to host it. I should probably direct it because I can go like this. Camera five, close up. Eight, wide shot. Seven, point back at me directing this. And I'm giving the thumbs up and cut back to three. So every once in a while you'll see me directing. Let's give a thanks to Ron <laughs> in the booth. And then you'll have a, it. Just a drone flying over the audience. <laughs> They do not like movies as much as I do. This is what I'm telling Hollywood. This is why I'm mad at them. If you look at movies that won in past years, you could see like, oh, this movie kind of said what people were thinking at the time. But now it's like, this is a good movie. It's kind of... Lou. Jeezy. Hey, cousins, how are you? Hey, man. Uh, last night, the Oscars was a disgrace, and it was a loss to Americans that American Sniper did not win Best Picture and only won, what was it, the best song? No, it was Best Sound Editing, which it really did have that. I mean, some of that sound editing and that made the movie. Here's what have been my idea for that. Uh, the American Sniper, the actor is... Uh, Bradley Cooper. Of course it's Bradley Cooper. Never jump in, Fuzzy, when you see me going for something like that. I would have had him up. Cheap Seats. Sniper. And Ping, he just shoots the Oscar out of someone's fucking hand. Everyone turns around, and he just waves like this. And he just yells out, we're all safe. They did cut to him like he was a real vet when they gave away that, like, crisis hotline thing. He was, like, standing up. They should have had him on his cell phone like he's taking calls. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking somebody down right now. See, that was more, to me, liberal preening. You don't care about that crisis hotline. You just like to say it.
Even if the people that won it really cared about it, that's all I would talk about. I wouldn't even mention thanking my family. I'm like in front of millions of people. I'd really put. You the wouldn't even fucking thank your family because you're a bad son. <laughs> that's why. Um, here's uh, Jason. Jason, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie and Jack Boot. Yeah, Ronnie, I was going to mention about that American Sniper. Everybody's all upset. A lot of uh, conservatives are all upset it didn't win Best Picture. Um, you know what? Just because you make a patriotic movie doesn't mean you're automatically going to win the Academy Award. I mean, the liberals hated Hollywood if they hated uh, war movies so much. I'm sure movies like Patton, um, uh, movies like, you know, other war movies would never have won Academy Awards either. Um, let me, uh, uh, let me just point this out, too. I agree with them, but in a boyhood kind of way. So I understand what it's like for people to feel bad. And I'm not even going to bring this up. No, you know what? I am going to bring this up. Jack Boot only won at one thing last night. And that's for Birdman not to win Best Director, not to win Best Actor. I mean, only to win Best Actor. And when they when that came up and he didn't win, Fajur, you look like you were... You were dead. Yeah, I had. I was just so upset at the whole ceremony, but I thought, all right, Michael Keaton, the greatest Batman of all time. Finally, what? Yes, the greatest Batman of all time. Finally gets his due, gets his Oscar, and then that's taken away. Then they give it to Stephen Hawking, redheaded Stephen Hawking. So that bummed you out big. That really bummed me out. And then, I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and enjoy Birdman winning everything else. If that doesn't happen. And it's not even like I got my hopes up too big. That wa- Wasn't that supposed to be a lock? Michael Keaton picking up trophies all through award season on his way to Oscar. I know they said that the only person that could beat him was that kid. Which wasn't even Cumberbatch, right? It was the other guy. Eddie Redmayne. I will say this about Eddie Redmayne. I think his wife was gorgeous. He just married her, and they're running around. Oh, they're so in love. Oh, it's just such a frustrating night. Um... And then his own director tried to embarrass Michael Keaton at the end of the night with the best picture win of dragging him to the microphone. You know what? Um, You know what that reminded me of is when Rocky won best picture, but Rocky didn't win anything. And then they they brought Stallone out and wanted him to yell out, yo, Adrian, I did it. (laughs) And everybody's like, oh, well, that guy, he's so young and so talented. He'll get another chance. No. He hasn't gotten uh, you know anything for uh, except for um, the Razzies, the Razzies. But when that you really did have out of everything that happened all night, you cared about Michael Keaton. You wanted Michael Keaton to win, and when they yelled out "Not Michael Keaton" as the winner, you just you look like you dropped. Oh yeah, I I felt like I got uh, jackbooted myself. Like someone just kicked me. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I even went home and had dreams of Michael Keaton up there holding the Oscar. Really? Everything was replaying in my mind after I fell asleep. And in my dreams, the real, the, the correct uh, winner had the Oscar. 
I know you were crushed by that, so that's the only thing that made me feel a little better. I'm like, well, look at Jack Boot. Shouldn't have. He's having an awful time, even though he did show up with some fucking tasty tiny cream puffs. They were little, like one-bite poppers. Those are good. But they were amazing. Um, here's uh, Dave Washington. Hey, buddy. Man, the caller a few minutes ago who called and said that uh, it's a loss for America that American Sniper didn't win Best Picture. I mean, that's a pretty fucking retarded thing to way to look at it. You know, I, I saw the movie in the theater. It wasn't even that good. It, it was clearly not Clint Eastwood's best work. Far from the best uh, war flick that I've seen. In fact, I didn't think that... Uh, What's the one? Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker were better films. Uh, just because you you know make a, a patriotic or otherwise you know military movie doesn't mean it deserves you know Oscar. Yeah, I mean I I understand when people have their favorite movie, they want their favorite movie to win. Just like Fez's thing that was tied in with Michael Keaton was not so much about this movie, but wanting Michael Keaton to. That's the problem like, with the Oscars. That people, it's all about whose turn it is to get... It's true. Uh, it's know. true. And th there is up. truth to that. That you know. And I told you last night, Jack Boot, I said, look, he ain't going to get a follow-up movie to this thing. No. Look at Mike... When everyone called it Mickey Rourke's comeback. As a matter of fact, um, you know the guy that you liked that they wouldn't give it to him for the gay movie, but they gave it to him for being the stuttering king? Oh, yeah, Colin Firth. He's gone around just fucking, you know, propping up kids in movies now. I mean, I'm sure he's getting some nice jack for it, but it almost feels like that Oscar ended his career. You know what I mean? Like He instantly turned into the elder British actor. Yeah, but not even being in good movies. You know what I mean? Like, you would think, okay, he could have played the professor to in one of these other ones that was nominated this year. There was two English movies he could have been. He wasn't in that. He's running around doing Sam Jackson fucking cartoon parts. You're like, what is the point then? What the hell is this all about, Alfie? He'll probably end up in a Batman movie next. I don't know. But Michael Keaton, you're right. Michael, Ke that was that was his last hurrah. You really think Michael Keaton is the best Batman? Yeah. Yep. But you never watched those Batmans as well as you watched the new ones. Now you hate the new ones. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you go to Heath Ledger for the Joker in that, but Jack Nicholson's Joker, every bit is great, and Michael Michael Keaton is the Batman. And who's the Joker? Jack Nicholson is still the Joker. Do you know that you watch that fucking movie every... And then you even told me that you liked the first Batman, and I told you it sucked. I told you the Joker Batman was much better, and you're like, oh no, I love it. And now you fucking despise it? That's why I can't sit around and talk movies with the with the Geek Squad, is they eventually get around to agreeing with you, and it's infuriating when they do. You should have just agreed with me the first day. That's a big problem with you. Plus, Michael Keaton did a stupid voice, too. Yeah, I mean, he did the w more whispery, but... That's his... right. You heard me. I also thought that he wasn't good as, uh, as being the playboy. I mean, he did not look like the kind of guy 
That would be a playboy. I thought he was very good at brooding Bruce Wayne. Well, was, I thought Bruce Wayne was just supposed to be having fun, so nobody knew what he was up to. Well, in those alone moments. Oh, you mean his Jack moments. Um, Billy, Florida, you're on the Run of Fest show. Who's on the board in there? Chris is on the board. Uh, Charlie in Jersey. Ronnie B, you're burying the lead. So did Mr. Blackburn come over with a notebook, with their snacks? Take us through it. The most important thing. I told you, Fez bought, uh, brought cream puffs and uh, some cheesecake. That went over big with everybody but me. I like a nice, cakey cheesecake. I don't like that gelatin-type cheesecake. I don't, I don't consider it cheesecake. This was very fluffy and soft, almost like uh, cheesecake cr- a cream. It's the type that you would get in Miami instead of New York. And I'm like, no, I got to have actual cake to my cheesecake. So I just take it, I rubbed it on the fucking screen and said, that's, anybody doesn't like it, clean it up. I was really bummed about boyhood losing. Boyhood, now I understand how the people in Seattle felt with that fucking pick that went back all the way, you know? I felt right up to the last minute, I'm like, he's, he's Richard Linklater is going to get best director. And then I had that jackboot moment where it just didn't happen. That's why I I love what Sean Penn said. Who gave this guy a fucking green card? (laughs) Which everybody was pissed at him. (laughs) Pissed! They couldn't fucking get into it all. Um, Here's our buddy, Hard Rock Johnny. Hello, boys. Um, What's up, dude? My highlight last night was the interview with Judd Apatow and his wife when they said that they were going to drink a lot, eat a lot, and then sprinkle a little methamphetamine on their food while they ate it later in the evening. I didn't. What, what was this on? I missed that. It was on one of the pre-shows. It was on E. It was on the E pre-show. They were interviewing them because they weren't at the awards. They were at like one of these parties. He was at the. Uh, yeah, I don't do the E thing since Joan. Since Joan stopped doing it, I never go back to E. Yeah, I was watching on and off, and that, that was that was my highlight of the night. It was just a little methamphetamine joke, and I think I did like the musical performance of Lady Gaga. I thought she killed it last night. Well, there was a lot of debate. You were not a fan of that. I thought she sounded just like Julie, uh, Julie Andrews, which I thought was amazing. And then other people just despised it last night. I just, <laughs> at that point, uh, was you you have a host who's who should be who was hosted before and keep this thing snapping along and it ran so long from the magic trick that he had to do he wanted to make sure everybody understood yeah totally over explaining it and then when lady gaga went into the second song of the medley i'm like she's gonna do every song what she do she did four songs total yeah and I mean, and it maybe if they didn't play Julie Jul- Andrews medley first, mm-hmm. they just went straight to Lady Gaga. But um, I thought she sounded just like her, which I thought was insane. And then they brought Julie Andrews out, and she looked a little older, and that made me a little sad. You know, I had my own thing that I was dealing with, much like I think Captain Kirk. Like sometimes you just get in those Captain Kirk moments. 
that was bizarre when he they showed him crying. It was strange. It was very strange. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's going through the headsets at that point? Hey, I got Pine over here. He is balling. Get a camera on this quick. Great camera five. Cut to Pine. He's bawling his eyes out over this song. Quick, go, go. Cut to it. I think that he was remembering like one time at summer camp, he fucked a black kid. You know what I mean? Like something, something touched him, and that's what music does. It takes you to places, you know, you're not always sure about. I mean, it was a great song. It was very moving, but I just I don't know about crying to it. You got any Lady Gaga pants? I don't have any Lady Gaga pants. I did have a Lady... I used to have a Lady Gaga scooter, so she would have sat on it in her pants. Mm. What happened to it? Uh, we took it and put it at our one of our hotels in another country. Oh, I see. Move things around a little bit. I get it. That makes total sense. Yeah. It's in Ibiza. Our hotel in Ibiza, which is how yeah. you have to say it, I guess. I don't know why. By the way, let me know if you're looking for a Mumford & Son snare drum. It's something I've been working on. All right. Do you have any Mumford & Son pants, though? You know, we really like famous pants to go with drums. I don't know if those guys even wear pants, dude. <laughs> they have, what do they wear? when they? I've never seen them live. Kilts? No, they just let's, just balls out. That's their thing. Balls out. <laughs> they look like Neil Patrick Harris last night in the middle of the... Wearing just underwear when they play. Fez hates Neil Patrick Harris. I despise that man now. Why? That was... It was a disaster, Johnny. I, you know, I, it was really, really fucking long. It was way... I mean, I didn't make it to the end. I was too tired, and I just... I didn't really too care. Too tired? That Is that point. code for too high? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it was just... Yeah, it was a li- It did run long, and I would... I don't... I think Ellen did a better job. I wouldn't wouldn't disagree. I mean, I thought the opening was great. It was a great number, and I don't know where it went from there. I think you liked it even more than we did. <laughs> I wish Ellen would have just came out of the bullpen and just fucking tapped him. Right. Uh, Stephen Knight is saying Fez is attacking Gaga, and he wonders why gay people don't like him. You really don't <laughs> stick with the gays for because they all like the Neil Patrick Doogie too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, they yeah they think he's the best thing ever. Yeah, man, Gaga, Gaga's like the queen of the of the gays. They they gays love Lady Gaga. Uh, Fletcher said you can't compare Nicholson to Ledger when it comes to the Joker. He fell the way, and Bale was the best Batman. Well, first of all, by the way, you can compare anything. So that part is on the table. You can disagree with the comparisons, but everything can be compared. You know what I mean? Um, was was Keaton on, Was he on stage during that "Everything Is Awesome" thing? I in the Batman suit. Was that him? No. It looked like that's embarrassing back. that you would even say that. If he put on the Batman suit, ran up there to be Lego Batman. Then he deserves to lose. Look at it. I, I have to watch it again and watch the Everything Is Awesome video. Those I, I swear it was him up in the Batman suit. Dude, you I'll watch it again. It's not money. It would cost to get Keaton in a Batman suit. You'd probably have to come up with ten million dollars. Maybe they promised him the Oscar, and that's how <laughs> they got him up there. Um. All right, Lauren Michelle just put up best dress so far as a picture of uh, Fez Watley. And then it was you and your cupcake outfit, Fez. You were much heavier then. Oh, yeah. You yeah, I filled out every of bit of that cupcake liner. You've, yeah, you've lost a lot of weight. Um, 
right, some of the people are against you on now that you're suddenly making some of these people Neil Patrick Harris fans. Um, That's he, all it takes. Here's Tommy in Kentucky. Go ahead, Tommy. Yes, sir. How come when Chris Rock was cracking them jokes, uh, Spicoli got all butthurt about it, but now Spicoli can crack any jokes he wants, and uh, you see what I'm saying? I have no idea what you're talking about at all. Uh, I know a lot of people were mad at Sean Penn for his green card joke. The guy he did, he did the joke about thought it was funny. They were like buddies. But people who, I guess, are waiting for green cards didn't take it so like it was so amusing. But it's almost like like if uh, you didn't know, like when your buddy comes around, you go like, who's this cack knocker? You know, then it's all fun. But if somebody doesn't know, they're like, well, first of all, he doesn't knock Right. It was Never Will Arnett. Does. It was Will Arnett, by the way, as Batman. Sorry. No, that's it. Was Keaton? It's they, everywhere online that it was Will Arnett. Yeah, no, I just looked it up. You want to stay in the big boy room, right, Shelbo? Right. This is your fucking chance today. This is it for you. Um, Austin, Strong Island, you're on the run of fish show. Busy, bro. How are you getting on Captain Kirk? You fucking started a show last week crying, and Ron could make you cry in two minutes if he wanted to. Never. Give the guy a break. Never. Captain Kirk looked like a wimp crying last night, didn't he? It looked opportunistic. Oh, like he didn't mean it. Yeah, it looked like he had a bottle of glycerin in his pocket. <laughs> It'd be pretty awesome if they caught him squeezing it in there. Um, here's uh, Jimmy in Jersey. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good. Um, I, I wanted to say I really liked Boyhood. I thought it was a very well-done movie. I think it's brilliant the way that they filmed it over the period of time. But do you think there's some things that you would have added differently, like that you think maybe they left out of the movie? No. Uh, I, I, it never once occurred to me to improve upon this 12-year thing. Um I feel like they could have showed him like getting his first fight and like going on his first date and things like that that, you know, are... Are typical things that maybe they left out of the movie. Because I thought in some so ways it kind of you thought it wasn't typical enough. I mean, I think what they did was showed what they thought were those memories and moments that you hold on to. And to me, somebody brought this up the other day about Boyhood, which I thought was crazy fucking great. And it was on the Grantland show, and I don't know which guy said it. But he said that if you follow along in Boyhood, over 12 years, this little kid grows up to basically be one of the people in Slackers. At the end of it, he's where the people are. He's in Austin. He's searching for whatever life is about. And he basically could have been a character in Slackers. And I just went like this at my house. Hashtag mindfuck. Um, let's go over here to uh, Lewis, Manhattan, money-making Manhattan. Yo, what's up, guys? Um, I want to ask Fez. You were talking about uh, Michael Keaton being the best Batman earlier. Yeah. Um, I like Michael Keaton as Batman, but I felt he was a better Bruce Wayne. I think he's the best Bruce Wayne out of all the Bruce Waynes. But Batman is basically the same guy. You talk with the gravelly voice, he just kind of stands still a lot and just look intimidating. I don't think there's really much he can do playing Batman. Yeah, Batman's. there's not a lot for Batman to do. He can't even move that well. I would say this. The best... Bruce Wayne and Best Batman are the same person. And that's Mr. Adam West. Everybody else is a pretender to the throne. I don't know 
about that. I mean, and, I like, I like I that think, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rank my Batmans. Right. Number one, Adam West. Number two, Ben Affleck. Uh, he number, hasn't even been Batman yet. <laughs> yeah, but he's... I don't know whether you saw Argo. It's there. I mean, he basically was Batman in Argo. <laughs> then you're looking at George Clooney. Oh. For third. Fourth is probably going to be Clooney again. Uh, then fifth, Doc Holliday. I liked him a lot. Now Kilmer? Yeah. I'll be a huckleberry. You're no Daisy Joker. You're no Daisy. And then, uh, was there another Batman other than that? Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then uh, two blank spaces, and then Michael Keaton. That's my favorites. But Michael Keaton's on my list, Fezzy. Isn't he in enough pain today? Here's why I don't think he was a good Batman. The real Batman would have won that Oscar last night. The way Clooney did when it was his turn. The way Adam West did when it was his turn. I don't remember Adam West picking up Oscar gold. Look it up. Look it up. I think he won three years in a row. The only actor to pull that off. <laughs> he won from Robin Crusoe on Mars. Which is a, a way underlooked fucking film. Way underlooked film. Um, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. All right. So as far as the hosting thing goes, you got to look at the writing crew. If you look at the credits of the people who were writing that show, no comedians among them. And uh, what I would suggest as a possibility going forward is that there's one guy who can handle snark, the pomp, the music, and also can be dialed down to respect the legend of it all, and that is Jack Black. Your thoughts? Uh, no. No, sorry. Heavy metal Jack Black, yeah. you guys. He's a heavy... Uh, if this was a metal concert, <laughs> or if Eddie Trunk, <laughs> God forbid, got AIDS, <laughs> got testicular AIDS, and could not do the show, <laughs> I'd put Chuck in there. I, I think he's the head writer at that metal show at this point anyway. You know, the the guys have asked me to do that metal show and are, and let me pick my uh, musical guest. And I, I've got Amy Mann coming in. And I think it's going to be really good. Um, Tommy. Tommy, can you hear me? Yo, what's up, fellas? Tommy. Hey, all the movies basically suck this year except for Whiplash and Boyhood, so it's kind of a dud year in general. You kind of got that vibe from the start of the show. Did you not? Uh, it was, you know what, I mean, look, there's plenty of people who love the Birdman. Um, nobody ran away with it. As a matter of fact, I started to get excited last night, thinking maybe Wes, this was going to lead to a Wes Anderson sweep, which would have been the greatest night uh, of my life that had nothing to do with me. But then he turned into the 93 Phils and dropped it all down. He was, was on his way. He, uh, the movie went out with four Oscars. Yeah, but shitty ones. He didn't even win for writing. Uh, Sarah, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hello? Hey, Sarah. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good, sweetie. I was wondering, why did they honor Maya Angelou? Well, because... She can. She has talked about the dawn like no one else ever. 
Wake up. Why her and not Joan Rivers? I don't. It's a really good point. I find it hard to believe that Maya Angelou was a member of the Academy. Yeah, I can't think of a movie she was in. Exactly, or made. I don't know why they picked her. I guess, or else Oprah would have walked out. (laughs) Oprah was crazy. And all the money would have gone. Yeah. Boy, that was another thing. Money got brought up too much last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. All right, bye, sweetie. Oprah was stunned by Neil Patrick Harris's uh, comment that she had more money than everyone else in the room combined. Because he didn't let on that was money, and she thought it was weight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why I played that way. Because he goes, figure it this way. Oprah on one side of the room, everybody else on the other. And it just looked like a seesaw joke that I'm sure she's had to, you know, hear that shit before. He also made a he made a mean fat joke about the girl we had watching the watching his briefcase. He's like, Don't leave for any snacks, you know, snacks, like you're gonna right. eat something. And then people were acting like, Oh, wasn't it brave that he walked around in the tidy whiteies? Um, no, because he's like a Nazi version of a gay guy. You know, he's a tall, thin, cut guy right. walking around in his underwear where Michael Keaton is 63 years old walking around with his underwear up to his armpits. I mean, that was the brave move. You just took it and acted like what he did was a joke. No wonder they didn't give it to him. They think Michael Keaton is a joke as Batman and as an actor. I didn't hear them bring it up as Batman, but it's it's really cruel how it's, they treated him. It's there. It's there. Uh, all right, thanks, Jenny. Later, boys. Later, Jenny. I'd love to keep him longer, but he's so loud with that phone. There's a lot going on in the background, too, there at the Hard Rock. Yeah. Sound like they were fucking breaking up caramel corn with a, <laughs> with a hammer. It is Monday. Manic Monday. Um, T.J. Miller was also a highlight for the Twitter people last night. Now, T.J. Miller, he was in what movie? Big Hero 6? Is that the name of it? Did a voice in that. Now, what's that movie about? I don't say it because it's a cartoon. Something about like a robot, a kid, he builds his own robot. There's definitely a robot in it. I think T.J. Miller is one of the robot friends. Okay. So T.J. Miller, they put him in the Bob Buecher seat. He couldn't have been further away. And I guess he started fucking around doing it? Yeah, his, his big line in the movie is, yeah, science. And then he yells that out like during their... I, they like cut up to a guy in the balcony... Like, they all saw him, like, looking up, and you couldn't see it on the TV because it was just so dark up there. He's in the cheap seats. Then he actually took a vine of it, too. All right, that's up on the iBang where you can see TJ. Basically, in my opinion, being Eastside Dave McDonald. You know what I mean? Like, I will find some way of allowing people to know that I'm here for Big Hero 6. I got on the show. Yeah. Did you see me? I don't know if I'd even been able to sit up that high and that far away. Probably would have got to me a little bit. Oh, yeah. that's uh, They should really cut it off a lot sooner. And if you look around them in some of these uh, videos you see on the Interrobank, didn't pack out the theater for um, the Academy Awards. What are you talking about? There's one shot where you see TJ. I'm trying to see if it's up there. But there's just empty seats around him. There, there it is. Well, do you think that that's where the seat fillers might have to go when they're not filling seats? 
I mean, I know I always wonder where the seat fillers go. Uh, TJ actually has his back against the wall here. I mean, you couldn't get further away. For him to get further away, he would have to brought a pick. It's horrible. Is that his chick? I hope so. Yeah, she's lovely. Okay, he's funny, man. So that's up on the iBang. Another thing that's up on the iBang, which was my favorite moment of the night, is uh, Melanie Griffith and her daughter, Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, Fifty Shades of Grey, obviously everyone's bringing up her S&M picture. Her mom, they were saying, did you see pictures of this? So I guess her mom and her dad are saying like, we don't want to see her in this. We don't want to see our daughter boning. That's weird. So play this a little bit on the red carpet here. As this woman, I guess, from E! or ABC just keeps pounding the mom. Have you seen her? Have you seen her? Joining me now, Robin is Melanie Griffith and her little girl, Dakota Johnson. This is the coolest mother-daughter date night ever. It's pretty good. <laughs> How do you feel, Mom? You're a little girl, all grown up, a movie star in her own right, and now little at the girl. Oscar. I know. I, I don't want to say I'm so proud. I've said it so many times. It seems like it's not enough, but I am so proud. <laughs> First monster role, Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey has done so well at the box office. Yeah. Feels like everybody has seen it. Have you? No. No. Maybe. Mm. What do you, yeah, what do you, do you have a say? One day. You don't want to see it? Maybe one day. I don't think I can. Yeah. I, I think it would be strange. No, I don't think so. I think it's fine. I think that one day you can see it. Yeah. I think so. And I'll just tell you until you see it, she's really good. And, and yeah, there's the, there are those scenes, but she's also just a really good Well, she's a really good actress. I don't need to see that yeah. to know how good she is. Yeah. You know? All right. You don't have to see it. <laughs> I'm like, you can see it, and you're just like, no. Oh, because she doesn't want, you know, I mean, there right. is that, that red room. Now, some people are really mad at Fifty Shades for that. But to me, it's just regular mother-daughter talk, you know what I mean? It's like what Bonnie ends up doing to fucking boss. <laughs> just shut up, then. You don't have to. The um, well, the ABC woman is star- started it by say- by calling Dakota Johnson a little girl, right, right from the start. So that's just gasoline on the fire there. Why should there even be a fire? There are two movie stars. Her her grandmother is a movie star. Her dad was a movie star and TV star. Her stepfather was a movie star. This is just seeing. Just people that have been hitting lotteries all over for generations. There's no reason to be pissed. Plus, Melanie Griffith could say, yeah, I saw it. She's wonderful. When they go, is it weird to see your daughter like that? She goes, look, it's an acting exercise. We understand. We're all actors. We've been actors for years. We've all done sex scenes before. I don't know why they're suddenly acting like there's some fucking conservative family from Utah. (laughs) Chill the fuck out. You're actors. Um, here's Drew in Florida. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, fellas. Uh, Shelby was talking about seeing Michael Keaton as Batman. I know exactly what he was talking about because they zoomed out and sitting right next to him was Daryl Hannah wearing the mermaid tail. They're making fun of you now, Shelby. Dustin Hoffman was dressed as Tootsie right behind him. See, they're acting like this was fucking Rocky Horror. 
must have had uh, some snow on my TV at that that point. You don't have to play to him. Let me tell you something. Somebody put up here, Radio Psychic, Shelby is going to be thrown out of the room within an hour. I don't see that happening. I think Big Shell is back. In a big way? Yeah. Great. You know why? This is the room that you really did well at. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. I went into the other room and did not do well. I didn't even think of it that way. It's like sort of a, the, uh, an opposite type deal you got going on with rooms. It is. It's an opposite type deal going on. Because you like having them back in here? I could take them or leave them. Say that's not good. Well, he used to say absolutely not, but now take him or leave him. Making so, some progress. Like, we're getting there. Yeah. A fucking blue state turning into a red state. Fez Watley. I am not red stating. I will say this. Although I am anti-Neil Patrick Harris today. Yeah, you are. You're anti-gay. You've definitely voted more red state than you have blue state in your life. Oh, yeah. You still yeah. haven't caught up. And... I mean, we're not even 100% sure that you're gay. Matter of fact, we lean towards you're not. We lean towards you're just a southern racist and homophobe. <laughs> Much like Shelby. Uh, up on the iBank, uh, Leslie put together a just a bang-up. 87 people who were nominated for... 87 comedians nominated for Oscars and where they fall in. And obviously, you can go through any list and complain about it. But Peter Sellers at the top, no one's going to complain about that. No, for Dr. Strangelove and just the multiple roles. Just the multiple roles. Sort of like the clumps. It was like an early version of the clumps. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bill in New Jersey's got a question for Fez Watley. Go ahead, Bill. Big-ass card order, 2987-5-my-buddy-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-ah-hoo-
You did. Yeah. You guys ran in a turkey trot together. Yeah, I remember. I um, he w- we set up a meeting time because there was a 5K that I used to do every year in Florida at Thanksgiving time. I know he was really late, so I wasn't staying with my group. And he showed up, and we took a picture together. And it went downhill from there once I got back to New York. But you don't know. remember what caused it. There was something to do with that picture and something he was doing with it online. Something they was doing it like, what was the old site called? Oh, um, ronfez.net. Right. There was something on there that was like really intrusive. And I took a real offense to it. Something he did with the picture that was very intrusive. But you can't remember no. why. And now you viciously hate the guy. No, all, all I remember is my burning hate. You'd think Mikey D would want to put him in a fire after he said he only was friends with him because he gave him rides. Yeah, That's that, true. That actually came up at the party. Where someone said, do you remember when Fez said that? Like he never was friends with him? He just wanted a ride? Yeah, it was either that or just, you know, schlepping it down to the subway. Schlepping it? Are you Jewish and I didn't know about it? No. So all these things are up on the iBang. Uh, the 87th uh, all-time is uh, is a good one. Joan Rivers snubbed in memoriam. Uh, the Michael Keaton loses best actor to Stephen Hawking. That was a tough one for Fez. The T.J. Miller shout-out. And then this was kind of cool. For no apparent reason, Steve Wozniak was in a weird Cadillac commercial. <laughs> Just like days after the word comes out that Apple's going to build a new car. <laughs> he is. He had one like good fucking thing in his life when he worked on that, what was it, the Apple II? Was yeah, that the I first that, one? Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I don't think they ever used him again. He's been kind of bumming around. With his stock going up and down. He's like either filthy rich or people wonder why he didn't sell it. And then uh, he's in a Cadillac commercial listening to music on a record player. Not even like a fucking his iTunes. And it makes the room blurry. Well, he's bummed because they keep having like really fat, schlubby actors play him in movies. And then they take pictures of like actually... When the movie takes place, and he wasn't that fat or schlubby. I didn't know that. Like they make Josh Gad gain even more weight and have like a neck beard, and then you look back, and he just looks like any kind of burly '80s dude. Wasn't that gross? He also says that they confuse the Steve Jobs of like the millennium with the Steve Jobs of the '70s. Like Steve Jobs wasn't thinking that far ahead; they were just thinking about. Starting a business, you know what I mean? But they didn't sit around where Steve Jobs was like, one day the entire world will be connected. Like, there's something weird about Silicon Valley now. Is like, they can't just say, we're trying to start a, uh, a company and make money. They have to say, we're helping people. Just everything, <laughs> that it's capitalism, but we're trying to do our best to help people connect with each other. And it's like, you're just starting a company like anybody would. They're trying to save the world. They're all trying to save the world. For some reason, though, they just, you know, cash out and get big houses and do coke, like everybody else who makes a lot of money. Um, this does look like Wozniak's real life, though, where he's just on the couch, middle of the day, just taking it easy. Hey, uh, Chuck in Florida. Hi. 
Fuzzy. Oh, fuck you. Is this really him? Yeah. Fuzzy, I know in my heart of hearts you love me. Chuck, what are you doing back in Florida? Weren't you living in Colorado or something? No. I thought that somebody said that you were a chef there at one time. Yeah, you know, I get around. Yeah. What yeah. was th- what was the fallout between you and Fez? Because he couldn't even remember last night. Well, Fez, he got upset because I cut out one of his eyeballs in the photo and put my pee hole where his left eye would be. And <laughs> that's it. it? That's all? Yes. What do you mean, that's all? Love you, Fezzy. No, you don't. And don't love me. I, the only way I, uh, I would carry you out of the burning building only if there was another bu- burning building next door that I could dump your fat ass in. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Chuck Wagon, thanks for calling. You know, he and uh, Paulo are buddies. I thought we would. Um, and I don't think that he had a picture of him skull fucking you. I really don't. I don't remember. I know he had a picture and there was something bad about it. All I remember is that I hate his fat guts. Um, that's almost like the third F word, Fez. You got to be careful calling people that. That's considered another type of phobia. You know what I mean? Like you make people angrier, other than the ones that you're trying to hurt. You know what I mean? Oh, I say all right. Yeah, it's I was much really in the same tr- trying to hurt Chuck Wagon. Yeah, but that's what people say when they say Fagala. You know what I mean? Like I was just trying to make him feel bad. Um, but. I always get emails about that, like, hey, Fez acts like he hates prejudice, and he's prejudiced about that. Uh, to me, one of the great pictures up there today, and this is on the iBang, is John Travolta's creep picture, where he's kissing up on ScarJo, who is locking up and not moving at all. This is a Joe Biden picture, if I ever saw one. She's just playing dead, hoping it's over soon. Now, Fez, the word on him is he's gay, right? Right. So why is he doing this? To show that he's not gay. To overcompensate the other way so that people think he's not gay. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? But You should start doing that. I'm not going to start groping Scarlett Johansson. Well, not her, but I see a lot of guys doing that with Jenny Hutt around here. And that could be you. I'd be like, I don't know what's up with Fez, but I think something's happened between him and Jenny Hutt. And then people will, you know, think Jackboot is straight. Or Jackboot gets all the poo swell. I don't need people to think Jackboot is straight. That I'm a straight person. What, I am an openly gay person. What makes you feel like you're better than John Travolta and his new hair? The fact that I have my original? See, you're going to hurt bald people's fit feelings. i got to watch out for you. <laughs> You are, uh, the term isn't racist, but I don't know what term it is, but you group people in together with your hate. I guess you're a hate grouper is the best way to put it. And Travolta did the same thing during the Oscars where he wouldn't let go of Adina Manzel's face. Who the hell's that? That was the Frozen singer. Oh, why didn't she go like this? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> You're fucking weirding me out, you creep. I don't think he's gay. I think he just has a light dusting of, like, Asperger's. He doesn't know sort of the amount well, of We don't touching. think he's gay for that. They think he's gay for all the guys who said they get hired to do a massage and he's, they're looking at a fucking giant tent in front of him. 
And he's like this, yeah, I'm really tense here from the tip right down to the base next to the balls. Right from the tip down to the base next to the balls. That's where the stress is. I think I'd rather take like a punch from behind from Travolta than a light kiss. Because then the punch I could kind of shake off, but the kiss would just stay with me the rest what of the What you'd want is an ass fuck from behind from him. I, here's what I would go like this. If I was ScarJo, I would be like, I hope you come out like an idiot in that clear fucking documentary that HBO is doing. I hope they show you with a f- just fucking playing with a goddamn um, little rocket in a bathtub claiming that you're going back home. Um, there's also a clip up of the Polish guy who wouldn't stop talking, and apparently he became an internet hero. Some people talk too long and everyone hates them, but everyone liked that guy because as they were trying to cut him off, he brought up that his wife was dead and someone had to pod down the music really fucking fast. Like, oh, shit. And I want to thank my children. They're still alive, he says. He proved that the playoff is a miss. Playoff? (laughs) Playoff? He's not ready to talk about playoffs. Let me tell you something, though. Women love you if your wife died. That's a fucking natural born fact. They're crazy about a widower. Love. Even more if you have kids. You think? Yeah, because then you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it for the girl. I'm staying strong for the girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I had to learn to cook. I'm washing clothes now. I guess I make somebody a great husband, but I'm too busy. And I make too much money. I think it would be better like if your kids were either grown or they were like put in a home for being retarded or something. <laughs> something where it looked like you had some free time. How's that work in the gay world, Fez? What are they like? You mean when it comes to widow, widowers? Yeah, do they, do they like that? or You say that the gays just don't like the older guys at all, right? Right, yeah. They move past them. Unless it's a sugar daddy role. And then they still rob him or mm-hmm. beat him in the head with something. Then they want to become the widow quickly. So what you said, would you actually pay a guy for that? Like, what would you pay for a couple of young guys to come on you? <laughs> How much? I'm not paying for that. But it's... I'm saying if there was a price. There always is a price. I guess that would be worth a thousand each. Couple thousand. I'll, I'll speak for the guys on the show. Wall just on you right now for that. For yes. three thousand. Absolutely. Why don't? If you're so worried about getting murdered, just bring them like into a room with you, and then just have an ottoman in the room. No like clock radios or lamps. Just make it really safe. Why do you always go out of your way to know how to stay out of a gay sex crime, Shelby? <laughs> I mean, the details that you understand on this topic are fucking frightening. Look, lay down plastic. Lay down plastic. No need to bleed on the floor. Fez, what is it exactly that you are looking for? Have you ever really given it a lot of thought? Have you thought about what you really want to change this around? Uh, I'll just say this. Party at the moon tower. I'll leave it at that. Um, Hey, uh, Clint in Canada. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, what's going on, brother? How are you guys yeah. doing? Uh, listen, I just wanted to call in, and you know, you just kind of slid into right where I wanted to get to. That uh, Fezzi needs to to really 
you know, put some coal in that, in that, in that, the place where the coal goes on the train, Jesus Christ crashed down. And, uh, and put himself out there and start talking on the radio because he's, he's got a lot to offer. There's a lot of us out there waiting for him. Well, you killed it today, Fez. I mean, you. Were I was really... talking today until this guy called. No, don't let him throw you off. You stood up to Chuck Wagon. You stood up to the gay mafia. You know, people love anti-gay Fez. That's the best Fez. Anti-gay gay Fez. Yeah, you're the gay who hates gays. If I was just anti-gay, I don't think people would appreciate it. I don't know. Around here, I think you do okay for yourself. Um, this is up on the iBang. Louis C.K. says he won't watch Daily Show without John Stewart. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like we all feel the same way. We're just not saying it. Comedy Central had to say ouch. But Michael Chase says Norm MacDonald should get the job, which is actually pretty interesting. I agree with him. He he's surprised. Even like he could probably host the Oscars. You'd think like oh he would just joke around, but I've seen him be like really sincere when it comes to telling like old stories and stuff. So he's not always just the guy who can fuck around. Well, instead of taking it to the Oscars, let's focus on where we are now. What I want to do is when you, I want to get you on the track and keep you on the track. Is there anyone who would be better at filling in for John Stewart or replacing John Stewart than Norm Macdonald? Because no one jumps into my mind. To me, that looks like the train wreck position. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I would think about if I was Comedy Central. If I had an idea for a guy, I'd give the show to Norm MacDonald first. A, if he train wrecks, then you come in and save it. B, if he's a hit, great, you're a fucking hit. Off you go. But somebody's got to be in what they call the David Lee Roth spot. He could make it his own thing. When Stewart took it over, he didn't just do the same show that um, Kilborn was doing. He made it his own thing over time, where now people are saying, oh, how this guy's irreplaceable. You can't even keep it. Yeah, nobody doing even it. remembers Kilborn doing it. So, I mean, he, he probably wouldn't be interviewing like that girl from my, like, the Middle East who got <laughs> shot and came back, but he could like you know dial back the politics. And he could have some of his buddies on. Make it his own thing. Make it funny. Funny first, new second. I don't know. Michael Che might be really on to something. Here's the thing about Norm, though. Um, and we all love him. We all think he's hysterical. For some reason, if you don't think he's hysterical, you want to chase him with pitchforks. Like, there are some guys, they're like, they're like nah, I don't really like Jerry Seinfeld's humor. But they don't say to themselves, I'm going to kill Jerry Seinfeld if I ever walk into him. People get really mad about Norm. And I don't know why. It's not like he's overly shocking. But there are people that you will meet that are anti-Norm people. And that might scare Comedy Central. That's why people might put him so low on their SNL list. They just hated him on when he had his time on Weekend Up. There's only one guy who made that SNL list. Nobody else. That's Rob Sheffield. That thing should, instead of being called Rolling Stones list, just been called Rob Sheffield's list. Look, if anyone makes up a list, we hate them for it. No matter who they are. I even brought up, Fez brought two desserts last night. I thought one was terrific. I thought the other one lacked. I spent my time talking about the shitty one and debating people going, it's not cheesecake if it's this gelatinous. You're getting away from it. It's something else. And then finally I'm like, well, this is the fucking, uh, you know, this is like when you go to Chicago and they call something that isn't pizza, pizza. Although the Italians come here and they call what we do not being pizza. 
Well, I don't understand what their pizza would be then. Well, all you'd have to do is go there. It's delicious, but it's not like our kind of pizza. You got a pizza place in your neighborhood? Yeah. What is it? Rivoli number two. Have you ever brought it in? No. Congratulations. I think tomorrow you're going to bring us in just one piece so we can take a fucking taste of it. Is this what Rivoli number two is? What are you doing over there, Shelby? No, that's uh, supposed to be real Italian pizza. <laughs> you can see the difference there. I know you got guitars up. I, I am not bringing guitars then for <laughs> bring everybody. Bring everybody a guitar. All right, some New Yorkers are writing in. I can't remember. I can't imagine what a gelatinous cheesecake would look and taste like. Um, I know what you're talking about. This was more like a, almost like a custard. That's your thing right there. That's a very thin pizza, huh? Yeah. All right, I'm looking forward to this. I don't know. It kind of looks like like pizza day in school pizza. Oh man, why can't you think to yourself? I need to pl- play up to Fez. I need to fucking get Fez to be loyal to me. You know, let me finish. I love school pizza. <laughs> I know, but school pizza is an insult. It is. No matter how you do it. And those were usually personal pans. Ugh. Uh, ours was just like a, some bread that somebody had put some <laughs> fucking sauce and cheese on. But it literally yeah. felt like a piece of bread when you picked it up. No, they weren't cheesecake sticks. Look, we'll have to look into your cheesecake thing again later too, Fez. Um, Jason, Missouri, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., how are you? Hey, listen, I think Tina Fey would be a perfect replacement for John Stewart. And then you have Ron Benton warming up in the bullpen in case you crash and burn. Tina Fey's already right. too too well done. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't need to go out there and hammer it out night after night. She's a big hit. She's a movie star now, as a matter of fact. David, in Seattle, you're on the run of Fez show. Well, I don't agree that Norm McDonald is a good choice. I think that uh, Louis C.K. would be a good choice, especially since we've... Louis C.K. is too big. He's too well, established. We, okay. Well, if we had Greg Giraldo around still, he would be a good Greg choice. Greg Giraldo too. would have been an interesting choice. All right. Um, here's, uh, here's Dave. Dave in Tennessee. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, Mark Marin to me, is the, the perfect choice. I think it's an interesting choice. Uh, you know, I know he's got his IFC show, but he might think, well, I've done, you know, what I needed to do with that. But Marin would be an interesting choice. Uh, John, in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Square School Pizza was great, as long as you put Heinz ketchup on it. Covered in Heinz ketchup, it's great. Wait, where are you calling from? Uh, well, I'm in Texas, but... Thank you. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> if I was in Texas, I'd be like, yes, that's close enough to pizza. There was an old joke about that, like the further you get away from New York, the more ex- accepting you are of what pizza is. And that used to annoy me because New Yorkers used to say it to us all the time in Florida. I'm like, what? This is a good fucking, this is my local pizza thing. You will eventually say whatever your local pizza is, is your pizza. But it got to be local. You can't go to the chain. I I was in St. Louis and they have the square pizza and it took me a while to to let me see your St. Louis pizza. Go back even to the spot that you went to. Everything about you square, by the way, Shelby, little fucking weirdo. L seven. Boy, he's he's strong back in this room, isn't he? This room is his home. The big St. Louis chain was emos. Oh yeah, yeah. Homos would be a better (laughs) chain if you know what I mean. 
Hey. Pound, give me a pound on that, Fez. No. Wait, you got me wrong. Butt pound. Give me a butt pound. Oh, okay. See, now it's all right. <laughs> And so you can say anything that sounds homophobic if it ends with a butt pound. Can I get a butt pound? And everybody's like, oh, he's so easygoing. <laughs> Whew, you think he fell for it? Yeah. It's a very accepting gesture. Uh, Dane, Pittsburgh, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. I think that uh, they should pick Pete Dominic for... Daily Show. Well, they always have had Pete Dominic do it right up until they turn the cameras on. <laughs> so he knows where everything's at. I would love to see Pete Dominic do it. Love it. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. What about uh, Eddie Izzard? I know he's busy and probably wouldn't do it, but interesting choice, I guess. I think it's funny what you called him. Eddie Izzard. Izzard, Izzard. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Sage! What's up, buddy? You're on the Ron and Fed show. I'm going to bring it back to the Waz, Steve Wozniak. All right, good. I was, uh, I w- I was fortunate enough to be, um, like I was a kid, but I was a VIP at the, uh, both us festivals. And even in the metal world, he's known as the guy who, I mean, that, that, he promoted that, those two shows, uh, those two events. And there are bands that we are, famous bands that launched at that, um, those shows, uh, Motley Crue, quite, you watch that Quiet Riot documentary. They were launched at the Usher Festival. U2 was one of the warm-up bands. Everybody, so, uh, everybody know, is very familiar with the warm with the US Festival. Everybody's also yeah, familiar right. with the fact that Wozniak lost a fucking fortune on it. He just pay, yeah, overpaid everybody, and he yeah. also picked the hottest, like some fucking bowl. In California, where you put it on, where the heat just came oh. in and stayed there. It was one of those things of like just hundreds of people passing out. But he lost a lot of money on it. It was supposed to be us, you know, us, the future, the 80s kids. Where the kids, look, you see how there's mountains on either side, <laughs> and then rock, and then a million people. Shelby, you've never gone back and seen any of those? I have not. Well, one time, uh, who were some of the guys on the 80s channels here? Uh, you got Mark Goodman. All right, let me, that's who I remember. Mark Goodman was selling DVDs on this on some late night infomercial. And I always remember him saying this. And this was just a couple years ago. I saw this on TV. He said, the music of the 80s is as good as, I'll put it up against any decade that you want to. The 70s, the 60s, the 90s. And I'm like... Man, I always thought that the 80s were the weakest decade until the new millennium, where music just stopped completely. Yeah, Strokes are a good band. Foo Fighters. But they're a 90s band, let's be honest. I I, I think them as a 2000s band. When did they start? The 90s, but I don't think they really took off until the 1000s. But you could say that about, let's say, Pink Floyd, Rod Stewart... Uh, you know, they that's different, but you don't say it about Joe Cocker, who you know had something big in '69. He's always a '60s act to people and not a '70s act. It's almost like you have to be under the radar in that decade if you're doing stuff. And to me, Foo Fighters, late '90s. I, I pulled you into something you don't want to be part of, right? I don't. Oh, that's okay. You're doing. Can I just tell you something? You're fucking just killing it tonight. 
Um, here's uh, Mark in Georgia. Hey, how about Jeff Ross? I think you know it's kind of out there. He might be a little on the silly side. What happened to that, that show that Jeff Ross was doing on Comedy Central? I thought it was very popular, where it was like called the roast or, you know, not the comedy roast, but he would just. Right. I thought he was very strong on that show. I think it was called Just the Roast. I think that was like before they brought in this new guy and they just had people do shows for like a year. Even if they were good, they'd still just cancel them. But now they brought in a guy and he has like people like, you know, Schumer and Key and Peele who they actually bring back for like three, four seasons. I can't understand it all, to tell you the truth. Right, let me, uh, uh, the Academy has put out something, Fez, and tell me whether this makes you feel better. Uh, Joan Rivers is among the many worthy artists and filmmakers we were unfortunately unable to feature in the immemorial segment of this year's Oscar show. She is, however, included in our immemorial gallery on Oscar.com. Oh. So that's it. So we're all happy now. I'm satisfied. What a bullshit statement. They don't even say why they weren't able to. They didn't even put out that thing that we heard earlier, that she wasn't a member of the Academy. That was a lie. That was a lie from one of our listeners. An absolute lie. They just didn't want to. Because of hashtag ask her more. Mm. Uh, Lurch says, when you say square pizza, do you mean Sicilian pizza? No, you don't mean that, right? No way. That's a different pizza. It's just a St. Louis. It's a round pizza in little square things. Very little squares. I can eat like half a pizza and I didn't even feel like I did. And by the way, you never put any kind of toppings on a Sicilian pizza. If you put pepperoni on that, they get furious with you. Um, Sarah McPants says, Fez is kicking ass. And taking names today. I'll take Sarah McPants' name. What's that mean? I don't know. Uh, Anthony Cormier should get the John Stewart replacement. That'd be amazing. Fred, Fred from Brooklyn said, Last time I was in the studio on 57th Street, Dave smashed Fez's face in a pizza. Every time I was there, something happened. Uh, Millie Hatchett says they should just let The Daily Show die. I wish it were Norm and or Colin. What about Norm or Colin? I got a name for you right now. What about the Puerto Rican rattlesnake? <laughs> this is as is Fez anti-gay or anti-gay? You know, like the ant that comes over. I'm both. Uh, Jenny Hutt and Jack Boot sitting in a tree. Wouldn't be nice. Hate grouper, Fez Watley, and then there's a logo of you going around, and you're just a hateful grouper. <sighs> yeah, Louis J. Gomez is coming in here today. Tony, Tony and Brooklyn, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, last summer we talked about going to Florida and old school places to go. And, yeah. You know, we talked about Skaterland. The greatest. And uh, I, it absolutely was. My kid, two days in Disney, he hated it, but he loved Gatorland. And uh, I'm proud to say you can still smoke in the park, so there's all these adults just smoking Marlboros, you know, with their kids. I saw people flicking cigarettes at Gators. It was a lot of fun. 
home run, man. Kids, people drinking, smoking. Chris Stanley, you'd love Gatorland. Go to Gatorland. Uh, Ed in St. Louis, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, two things. Uh, the, the Eagles pizza is actually really, really good, but neither here nor there. I think Louis C.K. would be a fantastic... Uh, too big. Doesn't uh, need it. He's bigger than them right now. Louis yeah, C.K. has moved beyond that. Uh, Greg in Long Island. Hey, guys. I uh, just want to talk about Bill Burr. Uh, right age. Killer. Right politics. He's ready to blow up. Killer. He's, he's right on the precipice. And if you remember back to when John Stewart was doing his stand-up, he was kind of in a very similar pocket to Bill Burr. Like, right on that edge. They didn't break through, but you see Bill on TV, getting in movies. He's ready. And I think he could take that show in an interesting political direction. That's like Mark Maron. Mark Maron's a little too old. Even Norm's a little too old. But I think Bill Burr... I'm, yeah, but um, you're not looking for these things that last for 20 years anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, like we said, why not just give everybody like a year or two? A show does not have to last like the old Johnny Carson. We're still based on that thing of, oh, let's get somebody and keep them for 25 years. I don't know if the audience works that way anymore. Look at you, Fez. You didn't even watch wrestling last night. No, I didn't. They lost me to the Oscars. And then did you hear all the great stuff that happened? Yeah, I did. Bill earlier called in and uh, spoiled everything. Who's more on your shit list? Bill from Jersey or Chuck Wagon? Chuck Wagon. Okay. That ended that then. I thought we were going to move on. But Chuck Wagon, and then Chuck Wagon is number two on your hit list. Mikey D, number one. Yes. I got to think of some way to get you and Mikey D to be friends again. Never. Don't want it, don't need it. I thought he made a uh, great move last uh, week by... uh, giving me all those movies to watch, you know, screeners. I thought that was him trying to build a goddamn bridge with you. Uh, Adam, in a little place called Texas. Hey, guys. I think uh, Jim Florentine should take over the Daily Show and just talk about all the shit that he hates about politics. And Here's the else. problem. He's a little bit of a gasser, and that's TV. And you can get away with it on this channel. Obviously, you can get away with it on that metal show. But you start farting around Comedy Central? No. Uh, they just throw them out, huh? Yeah, they would check them. Uh, Chris, Philly. Hey, Ron, I was going to say, Oliver, I actually had a question for you. Do, do you watch the show that replaced Colbert at all? you think there's any buzz behind it? Because I haven't heard it. I mean, it doesn't seem to have nearly... I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what the ratings are, but obviously to replace Colbert is a tough thing to pull off. I mean, the guy, you know, he was a monster. He was a monstrous monster. His staff had been winning all the Emmys the last couple years. You're not going to replace something like that. I wonder if it's going to find its own way. But I mean, I tried watching it a few times. It has. I'm not even that I was a huge Colbert fan, but it hasn't. Caught me at all. I don't know. I don't it's a little more newsy than it is comedy. Yeah. And, you know, he's a funny host. Larry's a funny host. But you're asking him to replace something that was gigantic, you know, that was uh, a show that everybody tuned into. A show, I Colbert think- never should have been a hit. Never. That was too ridiculous of a premise to be the hit that he was. But it did. All right, thanks for coming. Peace. Carl, Pennsylvania. Hey, Ron, love you guys. Yeah. Hey, 
you guys are kind of sexist. Why don't you uh, think about a female for the the host of Daily Show? I mean, Lisa Lampanelli, you would laugh your ass off. I would laugh my ass off. I think it's a great idea. Lisa Lampanelli, host of the show. Jack in Maine. I think he's got a great podcast. Very smart guy. Joe Rogan's a big shot at it. Now, here's the beauty of it, though. Would you put him in the Daily Show or just put his podcast in that slot? Because I don't know if you could take him and fold him into that other thing. Well, it would be weird with him hosting The Daily Show because you think suit and tie. Why? Because one guy did? Yeah. Why? Because every late night guy does. But so what? And Pete Holmes never did. He didn't wear his suit and tie. Suit and tie. Neither did um, the other, the Scottish guy. Oh, Ferguson. Yeah. He just lost his show. He could... I'd like to see him maybe take a run at the Daily Show. I think he could. He has the chops for it. Similar to what the program All right, get a hold is. of him. Tell him that we're looking at him then. Okay. Let him know it's a big list of people, though. All right. Maybe what I'm going to do is give an hour to everybody. You know? I'll Every night, no hour. He can send in a tape. You know what? He doesn't even have to do that. Jay Pegas. Okay. You know, if I get a tape, what am I going to do? Stick it in the fucking VCR? Take a look around here, dude. It's the 90s. It's fucking hammer time. All right? Grunge rock has taken over. The information superhighway has finally brought in AOL. And it's going to start happening. CompuServe is fucking dead as dead can be. It's AOL all the way. AOL, hell, I like to say when I get upset about it, when I get booted off. I already got three more hours. I'm going to go enjoy tonight. Going to a chat room, chatting about the Phillies, Phillies chances. Did you get the upgrade uh, CD why, in the mail? Why don't they let Boa coach? Hey, guys, pay attention to me. Everything's going by too fast. And I'm a one-way move away. Luke, Chicago. Hey, how's it going, guys? None of your goddamn business, Luke. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd like to see uh, Jenny Slate replace John Stewart. I think she's hilarious. You know what? I'd like to see Jenny Ledge replace her. That song from Toy Matinee. That sounded like Steely Dan, but wasn't Steely Dan. Jenny Slate ought to somehow try to work this into like being her theme song. Was Jenny, yeah, Jenny Slate was at the Oscars last night. Was she? Yeah. I didn't remember seeing her. Was she at the Oscars or was she at the Indie Awards? She might have been at the Indie Awards for that unwanted pregnancy movie. Every pregnancy is unwanted. Jenny was raised in a house of cards. Look at these guys. That could hijack this your song you remember, right, fellas? Yeah, 95, why not? That's what they said of Jenny Oh, 
said this was a hit when Fez and I started radio. I don't think anything's changed the music. This is like a little story song, like a little movie. It's fucking Jenny Ledge's Brick Down. To security, she has forgotten the urge to win. All she has is a king and a pair and a temple, what might have been. Let's just uh, look back at this. This line. Just a slave to security, she has forgotten the urge to win. All she has is a king and a pair, and a tear for what might have been. You know what that song's about, Shelby? We already discussed it with you today. Uh, not being in another room. Is that it? What's it like to be that dumb? <laughs> What's it about, Fez? It's about opportunity. It's about... Sticking together. She fucked up. Yeah. I think at the end of the song, she gets raped. <laughs> I think there's some Mexicans come in over the border and rape her. Who gave them that green card? They do it without a green card. They fucking dig a hole in the fences down there. I heard it on Fox News. It's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> Plus, they're shooting kids over here in cannons. And then we got the New York Mexicans. You know what they always say? Ten ninety-five. Just the nicest little people you ever want to know. Walk out in the snow to bring you something. Fez Watley is on fucking top of it today, huh? How you feeling? Got the fastball back? Yep. <laughs> Alright, there's a video up on the iBang you don't want to see, and that's China twerking. Um... I want to see this less than anything else in the world. I'm actually a little fucking freaked out by it. Here's a video you do want to see. Hannah Davis swimsuit video. Here's the problem, though. and They they make this problem. When you have these beautiful young girls that are models, right? And they're moving around and they're pulling their bathing suits down. And they're, you know, they're taking their top off, but they're putting their fingers over the nipples. What should they never do, Fez? Um, I'm going to give you the answer then. Uh, talk. Oh. It ruins everything when they start to talk. Because then she's just like, I like cereal. And like, sometimes my mom lets me go to the store on my bike. She's just like, shh, <laughs> shh. Like right there, she looks like the perfect fucking woman, right? She's naked. She's in the water. She's, you know, splashing. And then she'll be like this. Sometimes I play with my Barbies and they're great. And my dad's taking us out of Disney next year. You're like, shh, shh. Here she's explaining how hard it is to push her butt out on a swing. You know, she's telling us how hard it is to model on a swing. <laughs> Which, I'm going to believe her. I think it would be hard to model on a swing. Well, I wouldn't have the balance to do it. Or the bunny. Or the body. No gays like you. No gay fucking ever walks up to you in the village and says, I will bang you. No, that's never happened. Do you know that's all straight guys ever worry about? If I go down there, I mean, I'll be cool, but if one of them approaches me, I'm going to knock him the fuck out. And you never get it. No. No, there's no one jumping in my face. Oh. Is that like <laughs> jumping like with a cock? <laughs> that, that either. either. 
I think Fez is an attractive man. I think what you lack, Fez, is pimp hand. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have the confidence. Say that word again. Confidence. That's all people are attracted to, confidence. They want confidence. It's like Prince. He's If you really look at him, he's like really short. He's not that great looking, but he's confident as hell. He's in the Prince Ether. Where he lives, there's no one else. It's Prince Ether. So women throw themselves at him. Why can't you be in the Fez Ether? That's where you need to be. I got a break here uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. We've got some funny young... Uh, comedians coming in, Fez. Luis J. Gomez and Adrian Iapalucci are going to be here. They do the mashup show at the stand on Wednesdays. How does that work? It's two comedians on stage at the very same time, both doing material. Could uh, you listeners please write to at Luis J. Gomez saying, are you coming in or not? What's the story with you? At Luis J. Gomez. Thank you. That would be great. Maybe we could always do that to our guests. Like, where are you? They're looking for you. By the way, what is this girl's name that this video is up of? Hannah Davis. She's unbelievable. Do we agree on that, Shelby? Even a gay like yourself? Even a gay like me. No, would you rather be with her or twerking China? Twerking China could offer me something different, but... Yeah, death. Certain death. Santa Davis is unbelievable, though. But please don't let her tips. Don't let her talk. I'm getting a friendship ring. My turnoffs are mean people. My turnoffs are girls at school and guys that spend too much time eating my ass. <laughs> I mean, for a second, yeah. <laughs> but for an hour, no. That, by the way, she, her, her eyes are beyond beautiful. You know who she's with? Cheater, Mr. Confidence. I want to see you be confident right now. Why don't you try to pick up Shelby while I sit here? Hey, Shelby, how you doing? Oh, God. That's just creepy. That's what you just said was creepy. I have confidence in my creepiness. Do you really? Oh, I always feel creepy. I need an adult. Yeah. <laughs> to go ahead. What are you doing after the show, Shelby? Why do you keep asking questions? Why don't you fucking let him know what's happening? I'm hanging out after the show, Shelby. If you'd like to come along, maybe get something to eat. See, here's the thing. You're ifing again, and you're bringing up food. Who fucks with a sandwich? you got to get rid of the food thing. Now, I like that you you let him know where he was going to be going, but then you said, if you'd like. You're giving him a fucking escape route. You know what I mean? So more confident. Yeah. Lock me in. Shelby, meet me in the men's room in five minutes. You got it. I don't like the word meet. See, it worked. I don't like the word meet, though. What's wrong with that one? Because you're saying meet. That's putting you on a knee and fucking keel. You don't want to be there. You'd be more like, Shelby, men's room. Now. That's confident. Yeah. Oh, and bring some butt lube, because you're getting banged in the butt. 
Uh, we got a break here. Luis J. Gomez. Has anybody heard on him on the Twitter? Please, if you can, shout out to him. Where are you, Luis J. Gomez? They're waiting for you on the show. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy. It's Channel 99. This show is available on SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hit Channel 99. Tonight, our Ron Bennington in, uh, interviews over at Indy 104. The name of the show is Ron Bennington interviews. Tonight's guest, Lonely Island. Uh, this was Molly's all-time favorite on Mass. Lonely Island. It's on channel 102. Pez, I don't mean to disagree with you, but it's 102 and not 104. You fucked up. With a capital P-H, which makes it okay. Fez Watley is... Are you back to football now for the next year? Oh, yeah, I'm back. Thanks to Michael Sam. <laughs> Not getting picked up by anybody. Uh, have you watched any of the Combine, or as I like to call it, 1860s Slave Camp? I watched some of the uh, 40-yard dash the day after it happened where Marcus Mariota from Oregon just smoked Jameis Winston from Florida State. Is that what you want in a cubic? Somebody who can run 40 yards? I think you want someone who's got some speed, uh, uh, especially with that Buccaneer offensive line. Well, what happens when you have a quarterback who has speed? He goes out there and gets hurt. You don't want your quarterback running around. Boy, they both look clumsy. They both look like running linemen. Well, give me the times on both of them. Um, let's see. I think Mariota came in at uh, four point five two forty, and then uh, Jameis was four point nine seven in his forty. You don't want uh, Winston, huh? No, I don't want the crab leg thief, the rapist. As the number one pick in the NFL draft from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Guess who you're getting, Fizz? Who? Winston. Yeah. He's going yeah. there. He's got to. They can't not take him. There's too much at stake. I mean, look at Ben Roethlisberger. He's pretty slow. He was an alleged rapist, and all he does is win. Peyton is pretty slow. Uh, Brady's not going to run at all. I don't like the running quarterbacks. I think it's I think it's a career shortener. Even the ones that can run, stop running. So why even start, you know? Yeah, I just think this is a bad investment. I think you're you take this guy and you're looking at drafting a Johnny Football who's always in trouble and now he's in rehab. I don't think it's anywhere near a Johnny Football. I think it's a Ryan Leaf situation. Well, I mean we can sit around and talk about busts, but I think that they're afraid not to take him. He's certainly the best guy out there, and if they don't take him and he becomes a star somewhere else, that haunts you forever. Should I bring up the stars that went on in 
Got Super Bowls that didn't play in Tampa? I don't think we have time. We only have an hour left in the show. Thank you. Um, someone, oh, Adrian Peterson says he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. He says he wants to play in Dallas where you can hit your kid in the stick and no one's going to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, he'll be closer to the kid. So it's, it's I don't closer think Minnesota wants to let go of him, but they really did kind of sell him out. When the ugliness got ugly. Well, yeah, they left him out there to dry, and then now that he's going to be able to come back, they're like, hey, you're still our guy. So what would you do if you were him? I would I would go somewhere other than Minnesota, but I would not pick the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that be he's from there. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a Texas guy, but mm. it just it's not going to help with your popularity at all. Joining the Cowboys... As much as they want to be America's team, they're also America's most hated team. Yeah, I don't know if he's worried about his popularity. I think he's worried about winning. I don't think he's ever have to worry about being popular again. Um, but I got news for you. Uh, that thing that Minnesota did to him, you know what I mean, has to sting. That's never going to be forgotten about. Um, so where's this Luis J. Gomez at? Um, here's Chris. Chris in Indiana. Go ahead. Hey, Ryan. I, don't, I mean, I understand the reason they have the combine, but to me, you should go about how they play football, because all the combine is you're running track and field events. If I want to hire a track and field guy, I'm do track and field events. If I'm hiring a football player, I watch how he did as a football player. It does... It is. I mean, obviously you want speed and you want strength, but they don't tell the full story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they also do the mind game test, too, where they have... Um, but the, your way of doing things, you think that Usain Bolt would be the best quarterback for the Buccaneers next year, just because he's fast. You're like, look how much faster he is. What's up with the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, Shelby? He is on his way. He's almost here. I, 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 he's signing in. Downstairs. PRT. Well, I hope the Twitter people have let him know that we're, you know, we're waiting on him. Um, what else is happening out there, Fezzy? Because you were on today. This is Fezzy Day. Oh, we never brought up the Razzies. That's your other favorite thing of the year. Yeah, and I I wish the Razzies would have a ceremony because I would love to see just them yelling out Kirk Cameron's name every other Golden Raspberry Award. They do have a ceremony. They do? Yeah, they're in that... that hotel, they've done that ceremony for years and years and years. You can buy tickets to it. You Is it televised? I don't think it's televised because I don't think enough people are going to care about it. But, you know, um, they've been doing that forever. I think you could sign up and even be one of the voters if you pay money to be part of that. But it's, yeah, one of those hotels there. But they have made me, between them and Rotten Tomatoes, given this a zero, they've made me want to see this film. <laughs> They forced my hand where I'm like, wait, they're now calling us because IMDb has it the worst film of all time. If you go look on IMDb, of all the, <laughs> they have this is the lowest. So I'm like, I gotta see it now. I mean, if something is that bad, yeah, it feels like you must see it. It's Kirk Cameron saving Christmas and he saves his brother in law, Christian. 
you know, even at that ceremony, some people have actually showed up and accepted their award. Sandra Bullock, I think, did it one year, and Catwoman dressed up in the suit. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't think they'd, there would ever be enough for to be a TV show. But I know maybe, you know, like an internet get-together. But they're all like strange people who put that on like you know people who wear loud ties and checkered jackets i worried about that they had a new category this season this category where it was the redemption award so someone that they have bashed in the past and has made up for it with something great in their career i don't like to see that from the razzies it feels like they're going soft until they take it away again when Beneflex sucks as batman <laughs> Don't you see all the possibilities that sets up? Oh, okay. You know what Set I mean? Up, yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, we're re-taking <laughs> back your award that we gave you. We just built this brand new pedestal. Because there's no way that Ben Affleck <laughs> is going to comment like, hey, this is great. Glad to see that I'm out of shit jail. No, that would be insane. Must be odd for Adam Sandler to go home without anything. Well, I don't think he went there, but yeah, it was not an Adam Sandler year. Even though I guess he made a couple... Now I don't even know if he's going to be up for it because he's going straight to Netflix. And that thing's going to start shooting uh, almost uh, immediately. There's a video up on the iBank, too, of a soccer player suplexing an opponent. Very nice fucking move. Very uh, on top of it. And uh, there was... Uh, Russell Brand is on the short list of the great thinkers of 2015. I love that he's on this list. This is, uh, I think it's Prospect Magazine, I think it is, and they give out a big thinker award every year. He's on the short list where you can go vote with economists and physicists and people like Henry Kissinger. Mm, he's funny, I don't know if he's Kissinger funny, though. That's me. <laughs> hey, the kids are here, Fez. We've got Luis J. Gomez and Adrian Iapalucci. They are here. They are doing the mashup show this coming Wednesday at the stand. So we're going to bring in Adrian and Luis J. Gomez. Hey, folks. What's going on? It's The Stan this Wednesday, February 25th, 8 p.m. You can go to thestanyc.com for tickets. On Twitter, it's at Luis J. Gomez and at Iapalucci. Yes, Iapalucci. Iapalucci. Oh, I didn't get the A on mine. Sorry about that. Um, you know, Luis J. Gomez, the people were worried about you. They, well, they couldn't find you. I know. I was getting tweet after tweet after tweet. <laughs> Here's what's funny. I'm already a psychopath, so I'm, I'm, like, I'm planning it out so I can show up 10 minutes early, get in, grab a cup of coffee. The trains are running late. I'm on the 59th Street platform, and I start getting tweet after tweet <laughs> after. So I'm sweating now. I literally ran up the subway platform, ran into SiriusXM. There was a fucking nine-piece tuba band online ahead of me, so I'm screaming. I'm just like, cursing to myself like a psychopath, like fucking tuba player, motherfuckers. The, the whole building thinks I'm a psychopath. Why are you online? You're, you got a show here. You got a card, right? No, no. I literally, I, I don't have an ID that gets me in. I have to come in as a guest every time. Wow, I had no idea that. It's a nightmare, Ron. That's because Puerto Rico's in a state. <laughs> if you want to know the reason. <laughs> now, we're trying to figure out the show that you guys do. All right, this mashup show. The mashup show, yeah. How take us through it? How does the show work? Me and Lois both go on stage, and 
then she hates it and I'm excited and ready you to rock. Hate it? I don't hate it. It's just that's my energy. That's my type of comedy. I hate everything. Uh-huh. Especially Lewis. Yeah. And you aren't you don't have his kind of well, you're not going to be a psycho if you're late. Let's put it that way. You're not going to be running that hard. If no. she was running late, she would have just turned around in her car. That's what, that would have been it. She doesn't care. That's not true. I want to make a good first impression. I'm not going to be late the first time. Okay, so the first time... By the way, Jeffrey Gurian gets here two days early when he's bringing a guest in. He's there, He camps out because he's so concerned about being late. Well, that's also because he's part vampire, so he can't come out when the sun's out. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so you guys go up on stage together. Now, do you know what you're going to be doing on stage? Sometimes we have a like we have a couple of jokes that are like similar ideas. So uh-huh. we'll just kind of do like one joke, then I'll do another joke, and sometimes mm-hmm. we'll go into the audience. And yeah, I mean the, the you know the idea is once again kind of like the dark comedy show, Louis J. Gomez's famous dark comedy show. Mm. We are taking comedians. I did that show. She, and was it great? It was it was all right. It wasn't great. It was like I, ninety degrees in there. I thought it was the worst idea ever because <laughs> you don't you can't find the microphone. You don't right. know where the the audience has crawled out of the room. And like, but you could be so racist on stage, they have no idea who you are. Yeah, everyone's it's black great. in the dark. Oh, that's kind of beautiful when yeah. you really think about it. Yes. So that's the only thing that keeps you from being racist is that people may see no, you I'm doing kidding. it. I don't care. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. You're always trying different stuff. Well, you know what it is? It's like the push and the pull in life, man. You got you to gotta be taken out of your comfort zone to mm. get the real, real funny. You know? I, I saw a video of you online, kind of dressed up, mask on, going crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was my uh, me and New Jack, yeah, ECW and, hardcore legend New Jack. And in front of a very frightening man who's got a frightening reputation Yeah, of going the hard way. Dave Smith. Yeah. And not knowing whether <laughs> Dave Smith, but not knowing whether or not what's not real and what isn't. Well, look, dude. A lot of people said before we had him on. We had uh, New Jack, who's an ECW hardcore legend, like an old school. Like these guys didn't even have to wrestle back in the day. They would literally just right. come in with weapons and they'd beat the shit out of each other for a crowd in Philly, and people would go fucking nuts. This guy in particular, he he's like the most hardcore of the most hardcore. Like there's a there's a famous story where he he pulls out a knife. And in the middle of the ring because the guy hit him too hard and he actually starts to stab him with the knife for real. Um, he stabbed him nine times, went to jail for three weeks. The only reason he got off on attempted murder charges was because the guy that he stabbed promised to drop the charges if he would train him. So he got out of jail and then he said, fuck you, I'm not training you. So that's wow. the whole story. So everyone came up to me and they're like, dude, you're going to have New Jack in. Don't do anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. Just sit there. Let him tell his stories. And that's not what a real ass dude would do, a dude would do Ron. Uh-huh. So I fucking, yeah, I put on my professional wrestling gear and I, I challenged him to a hardcore wrestling lesson. By the way, you went right from the dark to that. To, uh, so the lights go out. Yes. And then when they came back on, you're wearing <laughs> this strange costume. But I heard a New Jack story before. You know how the guys would use a razor to, you know. Yeah, they uh, they blade themselves. Well, he would do it for like rookie guys, like I'll blade you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and we'd go in way deep and have almost a sadistic thing of carving their faces up. Yeah, well, I'm not going to have that Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, but you know, on a podcast at ten o'clock in the creek, why but, not? But you were ready if things got ugly. I was ready to kind of gauge how far it was going to go. And he was a, he was a super cool guy. Like beforehand, we, we yeah. talked 
And I, like, if he seemed like a real thug when he first came in. That's a racist term. Yeah, if he can't, can't if he seemed like a, um, you know, but if, if he kind of had an aggressive energy immediately. Yeah. I would have probably just been a little Chill more relaxed and made more of like an interview. But he was into it. You know, he, he was a super cool guy. And he's also trying to do stand-up comedy. Is that right? Is he really? Yeah. Which is a common thing with wrestlers now. Cactus Jack. Uh, there's a oh, bunch yeah, of he's there. out doing stuff because you can go tell the old stories. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing. Pro wrestling and stand-up comedy, I feel like there's a, a few like parallels. It's a weird fringe. Well, I like when anybody that shouldn't do stand-up comedy think they could do it. does it, because <laughs> that's how we look at you guys when you start a podcast. We're like, okay, we worked in all these small markets all these years, building ourselves up. But you're like, yeah, it's just a show, and we bring our friends on. We all talk about... Lewis has like 17 podcasts. Everybody has 17 podcasts. I don't have one podcast. You don't? I don't. I told you, very negative attitude, Adrian. It's not negative. It's realistic. What am I going to go on stage and talk? Like, I don't know. What am I going to talk about on a podcast? Well, what made you want to do comedy then in the first place? I like it. I I like being funny. I just don't know that I'm going to do a podcast for an hour if I don't have somebody else. Like, I have a friend that'll do a podcast by himself and just talk for an hour. Yeah. That sounds awful. He'll just sit in a room by himself and just start talking. and just talk for an hour. Sounds amazing. Yeah. You'd do that in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat. In fact, I want to do it in the dark by myself. (laughs) With wrestlers crawling around. (laughs) The dark comedy podcast. Who knows what's going to happen? Did you and fuck ever have the fight? (laughs) No, but fuck, here's the thing that pisses me off about fuck, okay? Fuck came at me really hard. Yeah. Okay, he wanted to fight me. I was ready to have uh, an MMA match with him. I was completely, for the Ron and Fez, uh, for Ron and Fez charity benefit, I was willing to fight fuck. But then fuck, he called me when I was on Rich and Bonnie's show. He started cursing me out. I'm going to fucking beat your ass. I'm fucking your mother, all this other stuff. Then this motherfucker comes out to my comedy show uh, in Jersey. I was at Stress Factory headlining. He sits up front for the first five minutes. He had his arms crossed like he's mad. And then I broke him. And he started laughing. And then he took pictures with me and introduced me to his girlfriend. And now he's my friend, apparently. Sure. See, that's what happens. The people... Emotion is just that. It's just emotion. So the people that like you the most, they're going to be your haters. Yeah. And then the people who hate you are waiting for one reason to turn it around and love you. This is what I try to convince Fez of all the time. Because you have your, your haters, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Do you, do you guys ever them. go on to Reddit and read the hate? Never. I don't. I do. I'm obsessed with You read their hate? No, I read my own hate. Like, there's a guy today who wrote, uh, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake is coming back to Ron and Fez, and I was like, oh, somebody's excited. And then I go on to it, and then there's three people being like, yeah, I hope that guy dies in a fire. Somebody actually wrote to me when I did Bobby Kelly's podcast, and was like, can you just say nasty, awful things to Lewis yeah. next time you're on? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of people that hate me in the world. Of course, you call yourself the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. No, that's I don't call myself dumb. that. I make my interns on my podcast call me that. Yeah, he is a real ass dude, though. Thank you, Ron. You know, that's the thing. I mean, if he's going to stay a real ass dude, he's got to come at it with the confidence. We were talking with Fez today. Fez can't get any gay love, and it's because he, you lack confidence. Enormous lack of confidence. Well, you're bragging about how much confidence. I you am got. very confident. In my See, lack that's, of confidence. That's the thing. I would think that you would get a lot of guys. That's what we tell him. With that nice mustache and yeah. stuff? It's, it's almost like, um, I think in the business, they call it a jizz catcher? Or that just, <laughs> is that just one of those That's gay Native aren't Americans. Okay, I get it. <laughs> but I would think a lot of gay guys would like you. A lot. Probably on the same night. Like a train. <laughs> 
like something that they would do to, like what happened to Janis Joplin when she was in high school with the with the football team. Yeah, I'm not even looking for that. Mm. What are you looking for? Just one. That seems appropriate one. You know, it's still bugging me though because I threw it at Fez a long time ago the first time I came in here mm-hmm. and just literally act like it didn't happen. Every time I mention it since, he gets very uncomfortable. What is wrong with me? What could I do to change myself to make you attracted to me? Not be you. Thanks. Here's the thing. He finds a reason not to because he's really not that interested in men. That's my theory. A theory that I share with his family and his therapist. We all get together and talk about it. He, You turn down things, right? You've turned down a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've turned down things in the past. What have you yeah. turned down? Um, let's Ranger see. Up? Well, Louis J. Yeah. Turned I've down. turned Louis J. down as well. Yeah, See, but I just play the numbers. I just keep on throwing it out. Eventually, somebody will say yes. Somebody that's smart. will fuck you, yeah. That's smart. That's We used to call that the Wildwood Beach. Just go down on the beach, keep saying you want it, you want it, you want it, and somebody's going to go, you know what? I do have a half an hour. <laughs> Let's do it. But see, girls never think of it that way, do they? See, girls are, you're ready to be approached at all times. Yeah, I don't care. You can approach me. I'm not going to fuck you, but you could approach me. But you'll let people approach, you'll toy with them for a while no and then go on your way no i wouldn't toy with them what would you do if somebody said what can i take you out yeah no i'm good you're not interested i mean i have a boyfriend well what did he do to get you um he just wore me down all right physically See, that's the th- and you're waiting for the same thing right fez you're waiting for someone to wear you down yeah what is your ideal type of guy um, young Chinaman? Th- no. Because I know a guy that would be perfect for you. <laughs> have you tried setting him up on dates? I have many times. And he doesn't... He, You come up with reasons not to. Yeah, yeah. I panic. I'm, I'm worried about the intimacy. And you're, wor- and you're also worried about physically being hurt by them. Yeah. Physically like somebody's going to hit you? Yeah. Why? Because of like any sort of Craigslist gay killing that gets in the news. I mean, just don't date off Craigslist. Yeah, do then. Tinder. Tinder's the new Craigslist anyway. It's an app. You just swipe them. You know what? You know who uses Tinder all the time is the kid that we have here. Bring the uh, the knitting kid in. He knits all his own stuff. Our intern, his name is Mha. And uh, he... Why don't you date the knitting kid? He's probably gay, right? Yeah, he knits. We, he, says he says he's, he's not. not. Right, he's gay. Over here. If he's but, knitting. L- but look at... He, he knitted that scarf, which is perfect. You wear very tight clothing. Okay. Um, you have a Hi. comb down. Everything mm-hmm. about you seems gay, but you swear you're straight, right? So he's got beautiful yeah. eyes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he's a gorgeous kid. Yeah. We put a picture with him and his knitting hat on mm-hmm. and got a lot of nice feedback. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on tinder right yes i am yes. what happens on there um basically you're swiping right left whether you like the girl or not um and if there is a match which for me it doesn't really happen that often because i could i could like if i swipe maybe 200 to the right which means i like maybe three i'll match and maybe two of those might be like some porn star so there's uh, there's 197 who are saying i don't want to be with you yeah most likely if they're just not real well, it's a very specific market you got to find a girl who likes gay guys but she also likes quilts <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's very specific i think a lot of girls like gay guys am i wrong about that yeah i mean not to yeah. fuck but hang out with do you yeah. get more luck in the winter because you could uh offer them quilts well, or blankets. He, you can he make also, them stuff he, he, he also knits them bikinis yeah. <laughs> 
Now, <laughs> or beach at, towel. Look at the hand stitching on this, Lois. It's beautiful. It's a two-by-two two ribbing stitching. Which oh, my you? God, you're so gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-by-two two ribbing stitching. You don't think That's you're gay, is? though, right? No. Not yet. Yeah, apparently not yet, though. And you also He's do your eyebrows. Still. Yes, I do. Which no, is, not yeah, well. but Big J does his eyebrows. Okay. So, yeah, he, he threads his eyebrows. He's very gay, too. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, but you don't mind people even saying that you're gay. He's I a very, he's a very confident it. kid. Yeah. 197 is, women can turn him down. He doesn't give a shit. It is what it is. You move on. You swipe right. Cause you swipe it's amazing right. because day by day, there'll be more girls that are on it. And Do you have your phone with you? No, I don't. Because I'd like to see you swipe some of these things. i like to see how it's done. Okay. And maybe what you do, you meet a girl somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll wait around this uh, corner bag of hot nickels and just whack her in the back just of the head. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to take a shot, too. You're both going to have to go down. But, but then I'll rob for, her. For the and then you both of... wake up and, we'll just, and, you'll, and she won't see me and you'll, and you'll wake up and go like this with three black guys. And I'll be just sitting across the street like this. Just counting cash. <laughs> Ron, you're, still, you're, per, right. you're yeah. perpetuating yeah. this uh, concept in Fez's mind now. Oh, okay. You're scaring him more. We're trying to get that him laid. Are gonna hit him. Yeah, I don't think people are going to hit him with nickels. Don't let him think that. All right. Well, is that what you worry about exactly what I said, though, Fez? Yeah. I don't want to like take someone back to my apartment and then get murdered there. Murdered how? How would they kill you? You could get murdered anywhere, though. It, it is true. It's mm-hmm. always bludgeoned, which is really a bad way to get murdered. Why don't you carry an, a gun? Two guns. Oh, I hate guns. You already have the that mustache. That go good with the mustache. You just pick one like that. <laughs> well, Six shooters. Oh, so you <laughs> the wrong person. You <laughs> and a time machine to 1870. Come on, Fez. You're not going to get a time machine, but you can shoot the guy with two guns. We're being serious here. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go on Tinder, but I would say, why not try a dating site? I think you have less chance of getting killed. Most I, people are like not Christian trying Mingle. to Do they have a gay you. section on Christian Mingle? Yeah. You're a, well. You're not a gay Christian anymore, right? You no, a, but you were a gay Christian for a while. Yeah, I was a closeted gay Christian. Christian. Now, are you attracted to comics at all, Fez? Is she, or I, I want to. What I want to hear right now is no. It's nothing personal, Luis J. Gomez. I'm just not into comics. It's nothing personal with you. I just think you're doing it for the story. He is. Which no, all right, maybe. So but what? isn't that kind of hot? No. Yeah, it is. It is. He's not going to make love to you passionately. I would kiss him. On the, I don't on think the he penis? Wants... <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I would. I mean, for the. No, not for the story. I would. I'm not gay at all, and I have a kid, and I got a chick. But yeah, for the story, I'd go on a date and kind of see where it went. I think that'd be hilarious. I think the two of you. See? He's doing it for hilarity. You're not but doing here's it the to thing. be serious. What if he did it in front of his chick and the kid? Wouldn't that be kind of hot? You know what I mean? He's not. Not to it's, me. Yeah, in front of his kid too. That's oh, disgusting. Oh, well, hold on. Let's not. We're, if we're not judging him for what he does, let's not judge the rest of us. The fucking kid here who knits. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say with any of us? Yeah, if I kiss his oh, penis, it would still be. At least the kid be sleeping. How old's your kid? Uh, he's two now. He's I guess gonna he's not going to remember. Gonna remember yeah. anything. Three, I think. Yeah, that's, that, actually, that's a theory that I have. I have to just become successful by the time he has a memory. Yeah. I just don't want him to have a memory of me being poor. But even it. when he's three and four, he's not going to even understand the concept of poor. Don't let him play with other kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, keep him on the outside. I thought you were going to say he wouldn't understand the concept of kissing Fez's penis. I was like, I, I don't, don't get he, it at four. Yeah. He'll just have like little flashbacks, like something happened. <laughs> me and my dad and this fucking Western cowboy <laughs> with two guns. Uh, When's the last date that you had off of your off your Tinder? Oh, uh, maybe 
January, like yeah, January. Okay, like so you're getting dates. It's working feel. Yeah, it's they're you're not really working it. out. I feel like. I mean, because they haven't, obviously, but because it's just like a a meetup sort of thing, and then maybe it's just me then that I'm not like doing well to get like the third date, maybe. What do the girls look like? Are they pretty girls? Um, there are some big girls. Um, no, I th- I had a, a few fatties maybe, but like you couldn't get that, a fatty to fuck you. I I, I didn't want to go that far. They're I, already I warm. Least... They don't need the blankets. That's why. There's no bargaining yeah. chip. There. Um, it, yeah, no, it's 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 a progress, and it's tough because like when I go back to school, you know, and I'm interning, so it, it's busy right now. You're in school with that hairline? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm a senior, so, so. I like that he combs it forward, though. <laughs> I gotta do what I have to. Oh, shoot you Why shave don't you it shave it sh- straight down? Make it like it's a scene, like a fashion scene. I could. I yeah. don't know. I just got the haircut last week. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't want to take this away from Fez. Would you mm. recommend Tinder or Grinder for Fez? Neither. Uh, oh, no, nah, I don't think either one. I J-date. think maybe. Would you go on J date, Fez? <laughs> no. I think one of those other. Um, I think maybe What's Match. 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 You had com. match seems I've never had a date. How do you know you're gay then? Jeez. Mm. I know what I like. I know what I fantasize about. God, no, but she's. That's the perfect question. How do you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, if you look at all the shit I fantasize about in my life and all the porn I've watched. You, you should be it. locked up then. Yeah, I exactly. Mean. Like, I'm not, that doesn't mean that I'm into horses or shit. It just means that I had a day that I was in the mood. What is your perfect thing? Is it sex or is it a date, Fess? Date, right? Well, you know what? It's very <laughs> weird. This past week, I. You're very maternal with him. It's very nice. <laughs> This past the men are nuts. The men are mean. No, I had a nice. very weird dream that I was in a relationship with someone famous. And it was actually weird because this person, this guy was telling me, you can't talk about certain things on the air now that we're together. All right, write his name down because you don't want to say what it is, right? It's really embarrassing who okay, it is. Okay, write it down. I'm always... Um, oh, I want to guess. Pee Wee Herman? It, it was <laughs> oh, one see, of the most... Mean. <laughs> it was one of the most vivid dreams in my life. There was cuddling, there was kiss. There was no sex, there was cuddling, there was kissing. Well, that's nice. We were in the car on the way to his ex-wife's house for his kid's birthday oh, party. Now that turned you on. So he had just come out of the closet out of a relationship. Anthony Cumia does not <laughs> want to be with you. Or maybe he does. I don't know. I don't know. You know, Anthony might be one of those guys that once you go... It's like you ever hear like of like Mick Jagger in the 70s, where like he was with so many chicks, and then you're just like hearing like a dude just gets thrown in. Like Rod Stewart would go in the same direction. You do so... You've had every woman you could... Physical you type. You run out. You're like, let's just try a cock. But something. That, you know, we're kind of touching on that when we're talking about porn because I feel like that's where we're at with porn right now. It's we've. Wa- I've just watched regular, normal, straight up sex so yeah. much that you have to go outside of the norm now in order to really kind of feel perverse or feel like take yourself out of it for a while. Take yeah. you know, just black it out for a while, and then you'll feel like a person again. 
you've got to kick this because it is somewhat of an addiction. What you're describing is what happens to people when they do coke. They're like, I've done so much coke. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a thing that get because whatever it is, it's right beyond you. Yeah. So you got to bring it back. So right beyond you is just a person in underwear and a Sears catalog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fez, I feel like I need to say who this actually is. Though. This is crazy. He's hot. I saw uh, who it is. He's hot. Can we guess? Yeah, let's take a guess. All right, can I get You're going to get 20 questions. Yeah. All right, 20 questions? All right, yeah. fine. Is he an actor? No. No. Is he a radio personality? No. no. Is he on television? Yes. Does he... Is, 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 he, is he a host of a show? No. No. Fuck. Uh, is he white? Yes. Very. Obviously. I shouldn't have even guessed. Yeah. Um, does he have facial hair? No. Sports. <laughs> he needs a little nudge. You'll never get it. He was thinking of broadcasting. So I'm, I'm an, he's an athlete. Yes. Don Mattingly. <laughs> Nailed he it. He didn't grow up in New York the way you did. That's every fucking gay, I mean, every straight guy. If I had to fuck somebody, it's either going to be Jeter or Mattingly, depending on how old they are. No, but it would be Don Matt- Mattingly now that I said it. Yeah. No. He, do- he doesn't follow baseball. Okay, it's not baseball. Uh, shit, dude, I'm not a sports guy. John Jones. I don't even know who that He's is. He's black. Damn it. I'm way off. Any right. of you guys want to jump in? No idea. Well, you know what kind of... Well, you, you know Fez only watches two sports. You can guess and ask... So it's going to be football, right? Tennis? Right, football. Yes. Football player. Tennis. Or, I mean, yes, football. football Tennis? Uh, Harry Bradshaw. All right, Joe, you're just trying to be funny, Shelby. <laughs> And wasting and yeah, wasting, wasting twenty questions. questions. You're wasting the twenties for your own hack. No, he doesn't get to have that question. No, he doesn't. That's out. That's All ridiculous. Right. Uh football players. Oh, you know Adrian, you know the answer already. I uh, already know I can't. I, I would you have guessed it? And by the way, I disagree that I, I would think that he would be attractive to most people. I think he's hot. Really? Yeah, he's pretty hot. Adrian is mysterious. He's incredibly mysterious. I'll give you my opinion after we uh, you don't think he's yeah. good looking? What's his name? Um, Verlander? See, I think Verlander? a guy has to have a girl face before I know that they're good looking. Doesn't he have a girl face? Am I thinking of the wrong person? I think you're no. thinking of the wrong person. This guy has a horse face. Ooh, yeah, he does not face. have. That yeah. is not attractive. But look, yeah. I'm over here. I can't think of one fucking football player. I can think of O.J. Simpson. You can't Simpson. think of one white no. football no. player. No, nothing. Nada. Larry uh, Bird. We're going to spin this over. Is he retired? No. Are you going back to Bradshaw again? <laughs> Would you get off the old thing with me? We get what you're doing. Um, I don't know. I can I can guess. You know what? Let's you know. Let's actually we'll give a uh, a prize out eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. This is a football player that you had a sexual dream about Fez. It was yeah. It or, was a, or more of a cuddling dream. It was more of a cuddling dream, but it was very intimate. What do you mean intimate? You had your fingers in his ass? There wasn't actually... Well, there was like... There was Groping and fondling. Mm. On what side? Mm. He was fondling you or you were fondling him? It was both. I will fondle him. <laughs> fondle him he now, this is going to look nuttier, I think. Um, all right, we're going to give you something out of the prize closet. Steve in Maryland, you're on the Run of Fed show. Well, he's not a football player, but he's a Tampa football guy. How about John Gruden? Was it John Gruden? Not John Gruden, although, Fez, uh, you know, that would be perfect for you. That would make sense, but... Mm. No. Does this uh, sound 
because it's Buffalo Mix. Face show. What's your answer? Uh, how about that damn uh, Sam's guy that got cut and got back on the team? Fizzes always got the hump. No. Uh, <laughs> you're on the Ryan show. Who you that got? That would make more sense. You're, you're on the Ryan Fed show. Who you got? I'd say it's Manning. Which one? Uh, Peyton. Bing. Peyton Manning. Wow. Isn't no. that the one that's married to the model? No. 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 no then I don't know who that is. Put up oh, a you're picture thinking of, of Tom Brady. Brady. Hey! Tom oh, yeah, Brady. thinking of Tom Brady Tom would have Brady's been... hot. Perfect. Yeah, Tom Brady, I would agree with that. Hold on, buddy. You want a copy of Punk Rock Blitzkrieg signed by Marky Ramone. Not exactly Ooh. a tie-in on the sports thing, but... Uh, <laughs> he's got a big forehead. Yeah, he's Yikes. got a giant forehead, and he wears his helmet so tight that he always has a red mark on his forehead. Yeah, this guy is not attractive. I'm not even a fan. But he looks I like a, he looks him. like a cuddler, though. He does. Yeah. See, to me, he looks like you could use his head for a drive-in movie. I mean, <laughs> I just don't see it. Where would you take him, Fez? Easter Island? Is that where this happened? That's that must have been where we were going for this picnic. So you're laying down on a blanket, cuddling and kissing him. We were first. We were That's in, sweet in the in the dream, which was so real. We were in the car and we were having this disagreement. He was asking that we not bring up Robert Ursay on the show anymore. His old boss. Yeah, the Colts owner, because. Since we're together now, as he put it, and since he's out, if we're bad-mouthing the Colts, it looks like he put us up to it. Yeah, that doesn't make... Uh, yeah, this is crazy. None of it made any it's sense. The, the ungayest gay dream that's ever happened. The, You're with a giant, weird, straight man arguing. Yeah. This is the exact opposite of a sex dream. And that, But then we made up in the dream once we got to this old house of his. Why would he live in an old house? No, makes it's eight, that he he had moved out. He makes $18 million a year. He's not going to have a fixer-upper. We were at his ex's house. <laughs> was he wearing all the football equipment? He, wa- he wasn't wearing the pads, but he was wearing a Broncos jersey. That's ridiculous. He was wearing his jersey. Baz, you little slut. I see what's yeah. going on over there. And then we were cuddling and making out and groping in the spare room of this house. And it was like, probably shouldn't we, you know, we're here for a birthday party. This probably shouldn't be happening now. Was it Eli's party? Is that it? (laughs) His little brother? (laughs) So did you just uh, wake up and run a batch? Is that how you got rid of it? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to hear anymore. Totally woke up from it and thinking, wow, that was like... A really nice dream. It's screwed up that it was Peyton Manning, but it was like that was a really nice dream of That's what talking, you're looking for. talking you, something out with somebody. Um, the cuddling, the touching, the kissing. All of that felt really, really nice. That's as far as you would want it to go, though. Like, you don't want anything beyond that. No, I wouldn't say that because it was like we were going to do more. Okay. But his his wife and kids that he had left were in the other room. See, here's what I think. You may not be gay, but you might be an eighth grade girl. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's the eighth grade girl fantasy of we'll eighth grade girls now blow kids. Yeah. They do? Yeah. Yeah, they're taking facials. It's a different time, Ronnie B. I guess so. Yeah, you got the libido of like a, a four-year-old Chinese boy. All right, so now you hear that you're trailing eighth-grade girls yeah. in the room here. Because how many people have you gone down on? 
None. You've never gone down on anyone? No. Hmm. I'm concerned. Yeah. I feel like it's a waste of a mustache. He's a Madonna song, if you know what I mean. <laughs> never with male or female, right, Fez? No. <clears throat> Fezzy, I want you to get a date. If you let me ask you, if there, because I I'm stuck on this comic thing. If there he was a doesn't comic, want to fuck you. If there, first of all, we're not talking about sex. We're just talking about a cuddling, or an argument, and then a makeout cuddle session. Okay, this is with it. the most aggressive person. Why? It doesn't have to be me. We've already decided that it's not me. I'm actually my feelings are slowly but surely coming back together on this. This is okay. But if there was a comic, who would it be? Dan Soder, right? Dan Soder's cute. Um, Seinfeld. No, no. Find somebody successful. <laughs> Bill Cosby. He'd make it you easy. You turned somebody, somebody else, uh, offered to do something with you, right? And you got upset and said no. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember Ari, who it was. Ari. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ari, Ari. Shafir. Yeah. yeah. There was something involving his asshole. Thoughts oh, a nightmare. Have you seen this guy's asshole? Yeah, from your show. Yeah. It actually. That shouldn't be your first. Yeah. That actually frightened me. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Ari Shafir's asshole. What's wrong with his asshole? Oh, he had a, a major like case of hemorrhoids, so his asshole's like prolapsed. It's like hanging out of his body. It's unreal. It's almost like there's a mouth on the outside of his, <laughs> in between his Did he ever get cheeks. it taken care of? I don't know. Dude. He no. should have, though. I was, like, people like, oh, I got to show you this. And they were on the show, and I'm like, uh. And then when I saw it, my knees actually got weak. Luckily, I was sitting down at the time. But it was it was horrific. Yeah. It was like a, a vagina hanging out of his asshole. Maybe he had gotten fucked in the ass already, and that's why he was like, I'm cool okay. with it. Maybe that's it. You know, that's, that's a theory that came up. We didn't have that. None of us even came up with that. We all thought it. We didn't say it, though. Mm. Yeah, but that, I mean, obviously, you're not going to go for that. That's gross. Yeah. But all right, let me ask you if you had to have a fight, uh, an argument, and make out cuddle session with me or Ari Shafir, who would it be? That would be you. Thank you. It's a smart idea because Ari would shred you in an argument. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I do feel like you get Luis J. Gomez on some wrestling technicality <laughs> where you felt like you had him. I see that he doesn't follow any other sports. But Ari's mind would just be, you know what I mean? He'd be shadow boxing you. Yeah, too much for me to keep up with. I know a comic that would be perfect for you, though. Who's that? Rickles. I mean, he's. <laughs> you guys graduated from high school the same year. You're both like Bob Newhart. Oh, adore him. Yeah. Could you go for it, like, the, our intern is straight, but would he be the type of guy you'd go for? I'm not attracted to McKay. Why not? Forehead's too small. Stand up and walk walk the runway a little bit. Let him get a good look at you. Yeah, just walk around. Oh, I think he'd be a terrific guy for you. And you could teach him radio. You just totally don't take him, huh? No. <laughs> What about Shelby? No, Shelby's a little too scrawny. Okay. Being great picky here, I mean... <laughs> yeah. I'm, it actually still hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Even though you're not interested, it still hurts. I thought you'd be relieved. But that, isn't that a weird thing that it does kind of hurt my feelings, that he completely just ignores all of my advances at him? 
Because mm. he knows they're not real. Yeah, but like, look, if there was a hot chick, and I am calling myself the hot chick in this scenario, but if there was a hot chick that was just saying, hey, for the story, I'll blow you in the bathroom, I'd just take the blowjob. Right. But not if that was... I I'd mean, also maybe. have the story. We both have this story, and I have the blowjob. Particularly job. if you were a virgin. Yes. You'd be wide open to anything. No, because you've saved it for so long now. Why give it away to anybody? Have you ever heard a gay guy say that before, though? I'm saving this? <laughs> that's why I don't know I... if he's saving it, but you want it to be with somebody that's like this? He's an attractive guy. Thanks, Ron. And I'm, you know what bugs me? I'm sick of everyone loving Dan Soder. He's not physically attractive. He's just so fucking likable that he, he mentally jujitsu's everyone into thinking yeah. that he's attractive. He's got a flat nose and a huge head. Dan Soder's a good-looking guy. Yeah, people, women like him. They, I talk really to women do. all the time, they like him. Not on a Florentine level, but they still like him. Do women like Florentine? They're crazy Love about Florentine. Him. Really? really? Yeah, and he's had decades of it. He's He actually retired with the belt. <laughs> um, Fuck wants to talk to you. Oh, boy. Here we go. Fuck, what is it, buddy? Fuck. First of all, man, you're getting me fucking yelled at right now. <laughs> By I, I told you, I told you that wasn't my girlfriend I was with, and now another girl that just heard you say that is giving me a whole bunch of shit. Dude, you hold on. You said you came up to me and you said, "Dude, that's my girl. That this is like my side girlfriend." Don't say on the radio that was my girlfriend. Fucker. Girlfriend. That's what you told you're, me. I'm just saying what you said to me on the you side. You really are trying to get your ass beat. I let you off easy, and now you're fucking asking for it, bro. Listen, fuck. Just because you're cheating on your girlfriend. Don't bring me into this, dude. I told you. We're friends now. You're a fan of mine. If you want to join realassdude.com, it's only $2 a month. It's not really a big deal. I ain't joining your stupid bullshit realass dude. Yeah, join. Right? Make sure you join, no. fuck. Then you know it's only $2. That's the secret. You make it really cheap, and then it becomes how many subscriptions do I get? I don't, I don't want it even for $2. All right. Well, I'm sorry. All right. Look, fuck. I'm kidding. Obviously, fuck's girlfriend. If you're listening, he was with another chick that was his friend that was very into me. She was. They weren't attracted to each other at all. Are you happy, fuck? No, I'm still not happy because I was over that. But now you're starting to like take my bit about like sucking all fezzy. That's my thing. <laughs> you can't, what are you doing, bro? Dude, like listen. you come up with these stupid fucking. Oh, I'm gonna do comedy in the dark, and now I'm gonna just do comedy with four different people on stage. Come up with something. It's only one person on stage, fuck. Uh, how do you put up with him, whatever your name is, girl? <laughs> See, you gotta learn her name a little bit. <laughs> well, well, she has a hard name you, to pronounce, you know though. What that means, you, you're not plugging enough today. You haven't hit your plug thing. Luis J. Gomez and Adrian Iapalucci are here. They're going to be doing the mashup show at The Stand this Wednesday at 8 p.m. You can go to thestandnyc.com for tickets. Fuck, you should come to the show and punch Luis J. Gomez in the face. See, that's... I appreciate you using the J. Alright, uh, people are saying we needed to play the frequently asked questions because a lot of people always have questions of Fez, so you'll be able to catch up on this a little bit. Okay. Fez Watley is the enigmatic and polarizing co-host of the Ron and Fez show. Here are some of Fez Watley's frequently asked questions. Have you or have you ever had sex with a man? He has not. Have you had Chad. sex with a woman? A no on that as well. So you're a virgin? Bingo. So why don't you go on like like an app? He's afraid that he'll be murdered by a young twink. So you whack off to like porn and stuff? Yes, specifically Russian rape porn. 
It, do you dress like that all the time? He's worn the same shirt every day since October 2013. Fez, what else are you into besides not achieving your potential? Fez loves <laughs> pro wrestling and secretly watching football. And that's Fez Watley in a nutshell. Fucking idiots don't even know what you're fucking talking about, as usual. <laughs> so what do you think is the oddest part of that, Fez? Which part makes you cringe the most? I would say the shirt since 2013. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the yeah. oddest yeah. thing, too. Yep. That's the that's crazy That's the weirdest one. thing, too. And why do you wear it every day? Oh, well, I, it's my gay shirt. So and so and I got a lot of compliments on it when I first started wearing it. Still get them? Not as much. Hmm. Or any. How often do you wash it? Well, it gets washed every week. Just once a week. Yeah. Do you so, change the t-shirt at least every day? He doesn't always wear a t-shirt. No, it's just cold out. Oh, okay. You shower every day though? Mm-mm. <laughs> when must- there's time. It's musty. It's musty. <laughs> it's musty. <laughs> I mean that's going to definitely be a problem with intimacy if you're smelling. Yeah, but not if you're in not if you're with a guy who like really wants like a manly man. Okay, he you wants know? a little sourness. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know when you're done with the Pungent? gym, like my chick every once in a while I'll come back from the gym and I'll I'll just smell like a man. She wants yeah. to grab me. That's not true. Yeah, because you you want a guy to gag first, right before he really gets into you, just so I know <laughs> he's noticing me. Yeah. <laughs> Would you settle for Eli Manning? You had to. He can't be worse looking than the other one. No, I, I think he's better looking. He is the better looking brother. Yeah. Probably definitely. want the one with the bad spine. Yeah, he's out definitely better looking. <clears throat> but you, do you want the better looking guy always? Isn't there something about the less good looking one that makes him a little bit more like probably better in bed, probably a little more self conscious? That's I have all, no when, idea. When I when I'm thinking about being with a woman, I want to get a woman that is almost perfect. There is every culture, you know, all the ancient cultures always had a thing of pick an ugly woman because she'll want less, she'll be more happy. In the gay world, though, that doesn't work, right? You guys always want the fresh new twink. Oh, yeah. Whatever's new. Whatever's new and shiny. There's a thing about a girl that's self-conscious, like, you know... She's gonna almost like hold hold you to a higher regard, or or guy, um, if there's something's wrong with her. If she's like a little bit overweight, not like overweight, but just a little bit overweight. Like you tell she's self conscious about like her her poof or whatever. Or she's got like a maybe a big nose, but she's perfect beyond that. What about she's beautiful except for club foot? <laughs> what about she's beautiful but her pussy stinks? That's a little bit much. Hmm. Couldn't do a stinky pussy. Because how does that work in the? Uh like a stinky dick hole? Is that what you worry about in your, in your community? Balls. Yeah, make sure balls. your dick hole's clean. What about just rancid balls? I'm sure that's a problem. But you don't know for a fact. I don't know for sure. Why don't you go to those fucking gyms down there? Those guys start fucking in the gyms all the time in the village. Equinox. Well, I wasn't going to give away <laughs> the name of the place. Yeah, go to the Greenwich, <laughs> Greenwich Avenue Equinox steam room after 9 o'clock. Pretty dope. They, I walked past the Equinox on the way home. I, I wish we'd stop using the actual name <laughs> of the place because the chain may not be happy with what you guys are saying. But can I say something? Yeah. This is actually really true. If you go on Craigslist, people put up ads saying, hey, meet me in the locker room at whatever gym. We all, mm-hmm. know, we all know what gym it is. And uh, at, at, like at 9, 10 o'clock at night, and then they just go in and they give each other blowjobs in these uh, steam rooms. When I used, to, I used to work at a high-end gym. And 
I had a. Uh, I came in the locker room one time. Oh, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. Oh, I was somebody's towel. Two guys blowing each other. I okay. had a jerk one out right there. Um, no, but I walked in the steam room and these two guys must have been blowing each other. So as soon as I walked in, they moved away from each other like really quickly. So then I just wanted to start fucking with them. So like I left for like five minutes and then I came back again and then they had to move away from each other again. And then I kept on doing it for like, I maybe did it like four or five times until finally, cause they were just like, just up to the brim with blue balls. They both got angry. The one guy was like, you, you, you fat fuck. And then he stormed <laughs> out of the steam room <laughs> and then he hurt my feelings cause he called me fat. <laughs> First of all, how can you be happy and say that your feelings are hurt at the same time? But was it? I think it was turning you on a little bit to play this game. It wasn't turning me on a little bit. I was. I just kind of liked fucking with them, mm -hmm. just just for the sake of fucking with them, you know. Um, but look, I, I've been there before. You know, when you're you just you're trying to hook up with a, a chick or a dude or whatever, and you just you're in that moment and you want to, and then for some reason you just can't make it happen. It's a very frustrating time. Sure. Would you have done that to a straight couple? Uh, yeah, I, it wasn't. It, it was nothing. Um, there was nothing like anti-gay about it. You don't it. believe that, though? Do you no, guess? no, no. Are you crazy? I think it was comical to bust on the and, two gay guys. He would have stayed and jerked off if it was a gay guy. If it was a straight couple. No, that's not true. I I would have fucked with them. I fuck with people all over the place every, every day. I don't, I don't know. Who cares? I, I whether you're gay, straight, or or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. But um, if it was two people that were just fucking around in a, a, a steam room, yeah, I might have done the same thing if they were straight. Why, I don't know why, you why they the kept stopping. I don't, want, I don't know who that person is in the steam room. Isn't that part of the excitement? No, that's part of the terror. <laughs> what are you terrified of? You know they're not going to kill you in a steam room. What do they got in there? But it would be so easy to clean if you kill in the steam room. <laughs> There's absolutely no evidence here whatsoever. It all went down the drain. Just a squeegee. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I, I would. I wouldn't be afraid to do something like that, like a random hookup. That's hot. Yeah. You know, you meet you meet a, a person at a concert and you just start. See, the thing is, you say you're gay, but then you couldn't be more conservative. You almost have like an Iowa Baptist view. Yeah, I got a pilgrim thing going on here. Is there somebody that you've had a crush on that you've liked for a while or something? I've had crushes in the past, but I haven't had one in a long time. Tell what they normally are, though. Oh, they're always straight guys. They're always somebody who it's he Thomas can't tell. tell. Yeah. Mm, he can't tell. Yeah, but that's... My sister was the same way. She would like gay guys because she was very self-conscious. Yeah. So she would fall in love with gay guys. That was like her whole thing because then the, it took the pressure of them rejecting her off of her. It became... It's not about her. It's about, you know, them, them not liking women. Do you think women. that could be for you, Fez? You know, I've thought about that because, you know, I don't have to say what I'm really interested in. Well, for all these crushes, I didn't know I was gay at that point. Anyway... But I think it was also, a th I, I don't think it was that because I still felt rejected. You know how you were saying your sister wouldn't have to feel the rejection? Yeah. Because that was built into it? The yeah, but guys I think that were going to be with her anyway. You can accept the rejection a lot easier because you go, "Oh, well, it's not really me." Even though you feel rejected and it kind of sucks, you like this guy or whatever, but you still go, "Well, well it really doesn't fall on me. He's just not into dudes." Yeah. You know. Like try something right now. Like talk to me and see. It. Just show us how you would do it. I I don't know what you mean. Just like hit on me right now, and then we'll see what your whole fucking angle's like. Oh okay. Uh, hey Ron, could I um, could I get you anything? 
Are you a waiter right now? Or? Felt like it. We're, We're just going to look at the gay menu. Waiter. His dick was out. So Okay. So go ahead and try. Say you're out to dinner and this is yeah. the person you met off Match.com. Right. You, ju- you just paid for dinner. Yeah. Credit cards down. You pulled out your MX Gold. Boom. Mm-hmm. Put it on the table. Feeling like your money. Waiting to get, waiting to get your, uh, your dessert. This is the moment. You feel like taking a walk after we have dessert? Not right now. There's this Puerto Rican guy. He keeps coming in and out the whole time. <laughs> Where are you walking to? I don't know. That's a good start. Walking? <laughs> He's never even kissed anyone, right? <laughs> nothing, huh? There's nothing at all. Well, so you're going to walk him somewhere and kiss them? I'm saying for him, this is like a, you know, you got to start somewhere. How many dates do you think you'd have before you think you're ready to do it, Fess? I would think I would need like a month, like one a week, like four, five dates. One a week? What are you, what are you, living in, in old Italy? What are, <laughs> what, are, what are they, following you around, the, all the people in the town? Do Why five. would you only have one a week? Well, I didn't know whether to go with number of dates or actual time. I would say a month or five dates. <laughs> do five dates in five nights. I said do five dates in five minutes and fuck that guy in the bathroom, Fez. You know he's not going to do that. Why not? Walk to the bathroom and fuck bet, that guy. I bet your confidence, yeah. I bet your confidence level would be through the roof. Is there something that would help your confidence? Drugs? Alcohol? Alcohol always helped. It, it at least helped me talk to people more. Still got rejected, mm-hmm. but at least it got me like you know over to that person. But do you think that you were cool what you were saying, or do you think you were slurring it? Oh, like the next day, I'm sure I was like a slurring mess. Yeah, because anyone that no one who's ever drinking ever seems smart or interesting. They just seem drunk. Yeah, and I was uh, before I gave up drinking, I was getting drunk so easily that it just couldn't possibly have been anything coherent. Mm. What were you drinking? They're getting drunk so fast. He's got diabetes. Oh, okay. Give your medical background first. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the prize package that you get. Uh, a t- diabetic who wears the same shirt every day. Yeah, type 2 diabetes, four heart attacks. And four heart attacks? Yep. Yeah, same time? No. Well, it would have been weird. It would have been like the end of 4th of July. <laughs> four over 10 years. I don't know so, if that's good or not. One every <laughs> two years. So. <laughs> I think God is trying to kill you from for turning gay. I think God's You've mad you're before, not fucking right? anymore. Yeah, yeah. And no, um, God doesn't care. God, ten cents. God's gay. Do you know that? God is gay. I didn't know God was gay. Yeah. It's God is good. Oh. God is gay. <laughs> Amen. God is gay. The people that value me laughing. You gotta hear this. Luis J. Gomez and Adrian Iappalucci are going to be at the stand this coming Wednesday at 8 o'clock. It's the mashup show in New York City at the stand. NYC.com for tickets. And are you kidding? These two are adorable together. This is the show to go see. Yeah, I, look, me and Adrian, we've become very good friends over the years. Yes, we've kind of started out doing stand-up. We, we also get fat and thin together as well. Yeah. That's nice to have that. Yeah, you know? Me and Adrian fat, were both really, really fat, and then we lost a bunch of weight, and then we got fat again at the exact same time. And now we're losing weight And now again. we're in the process. Now, how, how did you lose and gain each time? 
Um, I just didn't stop eating. You just say it, and what happens to you, Lois? Is it a nervous thing, or? Uh, no, I mean, I, I do it through, you know, traditional diet and exercise. You gotta train. Yeah, you I train, train hard. I train hard, um, but it's all diet. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do it like a no-carb thing. So... Yeah, as I'm, long as you stay unhappy with what you're eating. <laughs> no, he eats a ton of food, off. right? I eat a ton of food. Just I no just, carbs. Yeah, I don't do any sugar, pasta, grains, potatoes, rice, nothing like that. Um, but I eat everything else. Like I could eat bacon all day. It doesn't matter. Well, that's what happened to Fez before his four heart attacks in ten years. <laughs> just bacon all day. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, did you stop eating bacon after the fourth heart attack? After the fourth? Yeah. Mm. Well, I was for the first three, you were like, I'm going to still keep eating bacon. Bad, you were made into a bang-bang the other day. I did he have a Bobby, bad bang-bang. He stole Bobby Kelly's bang-bang thing. I was Back-to-back meals. I was hugely <laughs> depressed, went out for two full meals, one right <laughs> after another, and ate everything. Now, you, um, what, what had you depressed? Your I don't life? know. Yeah, yeah. I was just having, uh, I don't even know what set it up, but it was just like crying jags and depression and went out to get something bad to eat, enjoyed it, and was like, I think even got even more depressed and was walking back home past another place and I said, I'm just going to do it all over again. I, I, I do the same thing. I like emotionally eat. If I'm in a bad mood, yeah. like the same way people would do like drugs or alcohol, yeah, I'll just, uh, I do a cheat day once a week and it's supposed to be this happy thing where I could eat whatever I want, but as I'm eating, like I'm just feeling like shit the whole time and I just put more and more food into my face and then I, uh, it's just like, it's the worst. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, when my chick got pregnant, um, the whole time she was pregnant, I was just like sympathy eating with her and I felt depressed the whole time. And I thought, I, we talked to our doctor about it, and they were like, oh, sometimes fathers get, like, uh, depressed. Yeah. when, But it was the food. It just brings me down. It's a weird thing. I stopped eating sugar, too, because it makes me super depressed. You get depressed, too, Fuzz? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I'm really anxious, I can't eat at all. There's, like, no nervous eating. That's just the opposite. Then anything that's in my stomach's coming up anyway. But then the depression... There's sad eating. Wait, you're bulimic it's, also? It's, it's yeah, the he's way. Bulimic. He's bulimic. No, there's nothing when I'm nervous. There's you nothing in my stomach anyway. Here's what I want you to do so we can examine this. Shut your eyes. and Not that hard. What are you uh. doing? You're like, you know, just like, so you don't have to think of us looking at you. All right. And then say the things out loud that you would normally say to yourself to get yourself upset. Um. <laughs> Uh, so fucking stupid. You're an idiot. Why didn't you think of that? You really fucked this up. Everyone's mad at you. The shirt. You haven't figured out a way to quit wearing this shirt in over a year. So far, you haven't said anything that I disagree with. See? <laughs> See? Very I self-aware. I, knew See, I, yeah, I should I have confidence in that. I don't <laughs> think that you should be depressed. This is a moment of clarity for you. So those are the things that you say to yourself to get yourself... Now, why does that make you depressed? Those uh, are all negative things to say. I feel bad. I think you should go to therapy. How many therapists have you fired over the years? Five. Yeah, he goes to a therapist like there's no tomorrow. So there's no helping you. And he's been in the nut hut twice. Neither time seems to help. In the nut house? Yeah. How long were you there for? A week each time. He does a week and lies to them. He's like, I'm really feeling better. <laughs> this is working. And then he just leaves. Are you on antidepressants or anything? No, I've never had a good experience with them. 
pot, Fez. Just some pot. Weed. Smoke that weed. Or crack. Get that crack, dude. How about meth? That'll get your heart fucking pumping and cleared out very, very quickly. <laughs> I'll check with the cardiologist. I don't know if we're going to help. I really want us to help you before we wrap up the show today. He looks so sad. How about getting a dog? <laughs> Last night, he was hanging out with a dog uh, over at my house. And he Please was don't very, tell me the dog bit him. No, the dog was putting his head on Fez's lap, and everybody was like, oh, look how much she likes you. You want to get a dog, and then he got very upset that we all said you ought to get a dog. I could never take care of a dog. I can't take and care then, of myself. And then when Michael Keaton didn't win fucking oh. Best Actor, he ruined the entire night. That was just uh, the cherry on the shit cake. <laughs> it was. You had that. You had I'm the. Glad game. my house is a shit cake fest. <laughs> no, the Oscar <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> no, you had the the gay host who made everyone hate gay hosts because he was so horrible. Neil Patrick Harris. I think people just don't like Neil Patrick Harris. No, I know I don't. <laughs> All right, Fez, we got to wrap this one up. You guys were great to have in today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I don't know if that sounded sincere. <laughs> no, it wasn't. This, this is my this demeanor. Is yes. This is you happy. This is this Adrian is me, yeah. at her yeah. best. You don't at even know. At my best. It could be so much worse. <laughs> you know what? I think she's adorable. She's I the think best. you guys are great together. Yeah, the uh, the whole idea of the show. I mean, that, this is the energy of the show. It's me happy to be there, and then her being like, yeah, I could be somewhere uh, else. You know how the uh, show came about? Me and him were supposed to go on stage at a show. They ran out of time. They could only put us one of us up, so we were like, let's go on together. And it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Chemistry instantly. Yeah. Luis J. Gomez and Adrian <laughs> Iabellucci are going to be doing the mashup show this Wednesday. That's February 25th, 8 o'clock at The Stand. The Stand Comedy Club in New York City. Go to, to thestandnyc.com for tickets. On Twitter, you can follow at Luis J. Gomez and at A. Iapalucci. I'm going to be following them both because I think they're fun. That's it for us. Uh, tonight, Lonely Island on with me at 9 o'clock on 102 Indy. 102 Indy. Who are the three guys in Lonely Island, Fez? You got Andy Sandberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Yorma Taconi. Boy, they got some crazy names. Don't yeah. Alright, that's it. That's it. See you guys next time. And that's the end of my show. Dog satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV